Hey, I'm bringing the audio back. We're back on audio right now. So, so. Yeah, speaking of the election, if you go to, uh, I think it's uh, Reddit's uh, subreddit's uh, uh, gaming thing, you can see slash r slash trees slash gaming. You could see a Zomni and Zombama. Somebody made zombie versions of the of the two candidates. That sounds. I'd vote for either. Wait, are they the PVZ style zombies? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Somebody took the PVZ art style and made a. a, a do, do you think you can do that in the? Because you have a like a build a zombie avatar thing on the website someplace. You probably that I think could we've all do done it at some you, point. Yeah, you probably could do it. Yeah, we're ready. Bring it in. Um, Put your pants back on, Jeff Green. Sorry, you said it was a no pants. And three, two. Hey, we're back. It's Octobercast 2012. It is now 12:14 p.m. our time. Norman Chan, how you feeling? We got six hours left. Five hours and forty. Six minutes left. That's exactly right. Jeff Green is joining us. Uh, Gary Wood is uh, off relieving himself or getting a yeah. coffee or something. I gotta take off my pants soon. Put all really? the pants back. So change on, the other please. pants. Yeah, real pants back, please. Uh, we are doing this is Octobercast. We do twenty four hours of this is only a test. I feel like I've said this at least twenty times by now. Uh, twenty four hours of this is only a test to raise money for Child's Play, which is a great charity. They try to provide comfort to sick kids in children's hospitals around the world, uh, and they do that by giving them toys and 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 games and stuff to kind of take their mind off of the off of the troubles that they face. So, uh, if you would like to give money to support our suffering, this is like again, this is our like tw- uh, eighteen. Uh, our then, suffering helps the kids. 18, yeah, that's Indirectly. right. Indirectly. Yeah, our suffering, if you want to see us suffer more, uh, the way to donate is to go to tested.com slash donate. Uh, and at the bottom of that link is a chip-in widget, which will send money directly to the charity. It doesn't go through us. So Gary, despite it being a brilliant idea, going to Vegas and betting it all on black, to give a surefire way to double up on the money, we're not doing that. We don't have, we don't have the option. Um, and also, I need to talk about bids on one of our currently available items. We have a... We're currently auctioning off a generously donated HP NVX2 uh, convertible laptop. It's a tablet slash laptop uh, from HP, from our friend Darren Gladstone. Uh, the current high bid for that is $1,100. Wow! Um, There's a bidding war. And uh, we're going to end that in about 45 minutes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. And, and if I just shout out a dollar figure at random, that's Is the that current bid. Is that the last thing that we have to all We have one more thing. One oh, more okay. thing. One wow, more just thing. just like Steve Jobs. No, not, it's not at all thing. like Steve Jobs. Uh, yeah, we're introducing the new Tested Nano. It's just like normal Tested, but it's sized for phones. I, I should have brought some uh, PopCap thing. You could have brought some goodies. It's kind of lame. I didn't. I didn't. I did a bad job of asking. I always feel bad asking people. I, I could have brought a uh, pirated, unauthorized build of of the PVZ sequel to auction off. <sighs> I would have been in the bidding my, for that. Now, my, now he tells my, us. my blaze of glory as I went oh. back to the press. <laughs> oh, hey, we'd hire you. For, we'd hire you after that. Movie. <laughs> Would you? Yeah, you know, we don't pay much, but uh, yeah. you can be on the internet and make dumb video. Uh, so somebody asked me about my headphones. These are old, old, old uh, Sennheisers. They're HD five eighties, which are uh, a great pair of headphones from about ten years ago. And the, everything on them is removable except for the the actual plastic parts. So at this point, I've replaced the ear cups. The headband, the cables a couple of times. Yeah. And they're totally field strips. But I love them. They're great for this because you can actually wear them for 24 hours and they breathe enough that my ears they look good. aren't super sweaty. Right. And they make me look a little bit like Princess Leia. I, so I, I always have trouble. Maybe it's because yeah. I, I don't want to spend enough money. But I always have trouble finding headphones that have good sound quality yeah. and don't irritate the hell out of me after like 20 minutes of wearing them. So really tough. I like over the ear for that, and that's that's. I mean, that's why because I don't like having. Well, I like the ones ear. with the big cups that go all the yeah, way over. Yeah, but you don't. You kind of want airflow in there if you're going to wear. Because I won't buy that time. Beats bullshit. 
It's Fuck good for you. Want, well, they're too expensive. They're too expensive, and I won't give money to Monster Cable because I think they're one of the biggest biggest ripoff artists in the. In they're the, the ones who sell like the forty dollars. Well, you have to have the Thermite Plasma five hundred dollar HDMI cable. I tweeted this a while ago, but I've always been super happy with my little Porta Pros, the the cost Porta Pros. They're sixty bucks. No, they're less than sixty bucks. Um, and I mean, they're not high quality. They're not. They're not audiophile headphones, but they have an amazing sound quality, open sound quality for what they are. And the great thing about them is, it's a lifetime, lifetime replacement like for real. Oh, nice lifetime and no questions asked replacement thing. I have now gone through four of them. What, which brand is this? Uh, it's Koss K O S. Okay, you know uh, Brian Lamb over on his site. Um, uh, which is which is wire cutter the wire cutter. Yep. He does. Uh, he found a pair of headphones you can buy at mono price. They're earbuds. They're not uh-huh. ear headphones, and they're like twenty two dollars or something like yeah. that. They're very inexpensive. And everyone I know that's bought a pair has said no. Don't. I'm not buying hundred dollar earbuds ever right. again. I'm. I'm. Wow. I'm down on these for the rest of my life. I, I, so. I can't really handle earbuds though. It feels I, like some awful like. You know, sci- horrible science fiction movie with like earwigs in my ears. You're thinking of this Wrath of Khan. Yeah, you I can't like go into the helmet and then. Ugh. Yeah, um, I I find there's specific kinds of earbud material that I'm yeah. okay with, but like hard plastic and and all that stuff is not so good. So my ears may be too waxy for those. I got like the same share ones that for yeah. traveling. Ooh, if you found you got like an Amazon deal of a day on those Sennheiser I did. Uh, noise cancelers. Yeah. And I love those. I love them too. To Once you've used noise cancelling headphones oh, on an airplane, no. it's hard to go back. Noise cancelling really 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 is uh, obstructing. Like noise, noise. Uh, well, they blocking. cut out all the the, the noise cancelling the, the, provide the din noise, of the airplane. Which, which, which yeah, they can cut out the, uh, you know, the crying babies and the I mean, I, I was on a plane just the other day coming back from New York, and there was this couple who were um, – they were dr- it was the flight was at 10 in the morning, and they were drinking. They were just like – they looked they, – they came out of like wives of – housewives of New Jersey. They had oh. that thick thing, and they started drinking early, like 10 in the morning. And then they were like making out, and like I could like hear it. You know, I could hear the like sort of <laughs> – That's yeah. horrible. So I put on the noise-canceling headphones, and I didn't, Wait, I didn't hear them clear, anymore. Canceling or damping? Canceling is what we're talking about. So there's batteries in there. Yeah, there's batteries. Generators, yeah. yeah. I think the camping ones work just fine. control that has a little uh, AAA battery in it. Yeah, I actually have a pair of Shure headphones that are so... They get in your ears and block out so much that I'm... I don't use them in the city when I'm walking because I feel like I I'd lose all peripheral sound pickup. I cannot. And it's kind of scary. I, to me. It drives me crazy when I see people in public wearing headphones like crossing the street or whatever. I, I actually want to purposely run them I over see just to dri- teach I them see a lesson. Riding bikes and driving cars with headphones. See, I can't ears. handle. What are you doing? How this is only test does not endorse no, 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 uh, road no. rage murders no. of people wearing earphones. Oh no, but, That's but, a but I, I I endorse <laughs> it as, as does Electronic Arts. Yeah, official spokesman of Electronic Arts. Um, no, they don't. Uh, you know, there was a hashtag you guys are, that you're using with the push-up thing. Guns for kids. Guns, guns for, for kids. kids. When I first saw that, we I was, what are they doing? We're get, we're, jo- I didn't Joey's working on his guns. guns for my kids. brain, my brain had to pro- you know parse that for a minute. Oh, oh guns, yeah. guns. A little I bit of wood. It. But we we thought about doing uh, push-ups for child's play as the hashtag, but it was a bit long. That's a little long. Not yeah. it doesn't roll yeah, off the tongue we, as well. We wanted we wanted something that was both shorter and less appropriate. Guns so, for kids would make a great T-shirt. Don't you think you need the hashtag? 
Uh, it was a number four. Uh-huh. Four. Twitter's, We're using F-O-R. You should get the graphic would be like a little kid, you know, like holding a revolver. With, with Twitter's new oppressive Maybe branding Maybe ki- killing guideline. another kid. Oh, we were thinking like yeah. a kid in, for, yeah. for in silhouettes. Fashion. Like a, I think like an execution <laughs> style with like one kid kneeling on the playground uh-huh. and another kid behind. With Maybe begging for his life. All right. 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 The, the right. kill shot when you go upside down. Kill, and it says child's play <laughs> right. at the top. Right. Guns for 2012. kids. We've gone too far. No, no, no. Oh, God. The chat doesn't even like this. Go Speaking of there we guns, go. guns for kids. For kids. Yeah. When so we get close, what are we up to? What are we up to? See the monitors. I think too it's, small. It's, Listen, the next when, when Joey thinks the next set is going to take him over a thousand, he can't just do this. Go off and do it quietly. I think we need to make that a moment, right? We need to know we when do. he's going to over a thousand. It needs to be a moment it's for, be a moment for Joey. Maybe the he's last hundred should be military. Holy shit, I'm done. What oh are military? No, don't, don't. That's just mean of me. What are military push-ups have you done today? That's where you have to like clap as you. Oh, I thought it was like when you put the hands closer together. He collapsed. Maybe I got it wrong. Diamond beans. Speaking Joey of, is uh, a push-up machine. What's he up to? What's his number? I can't see that. You can see the monitor better than I can, probably. I don't see it. I, At one time in my life, I could do 50, but that was, you know. Yeah. 50 is how Joey warms like up. decades ago. So the average uh, number of push-ups, that's amazing. 870? 800. That's incredible. Since, I, since we're, only, we're only a few sets away, I think. Yeah. Maybe like three sets away? Yeah. Four, three or four sets away? So we have away? six yeah. hours to go. And and you know we All have right. a couple of of uh, bids for two bucks per push up beyond eight hundred seventy three is two the bucks per push up. Yeah, so he's on one buck per push up up to a wow. thousand. So every bonus somebody push-up maybe wasn't doing their dollars. math properly when they bid. That. Well, you know, guns for kids. What I guns tell you, for kids? Talking about uh, earphones. I want to make that T shirt that guns for kids. The a, kid, a little kid sitting in the hospital bed with giant arms. <laughs> I'm thinking more like the scene in Miller's Crossing out in the, you know. Oh, out in the, in the woods forest. where the guy's yeah. begging for his life. <laughs> it's a different yeah. approach. That's a different really approach, grim. yeah. Look into your heart. That, uh, we know how they made, remember Bugsy Malone? They made the gangster movie, but it was all kids. Oh, right. They, they should do that, so but like never hardcore Coen brothers. Can you imagine? That? that would be great. Yeah. They would never make Bugsy Malone now. You couldn't make that wouldn't. today. You couldn't make it. It would, be, it would be so weird. The movie with Warren Beatty? No, that no, was No, that was Bugsy. Oh, okay. I'm thinking... Bugsy Malone was a, a gangster movie starring but, little kids. But it was all kids. It was, it was all kids. Like Newsies? Kind of like Newsies. But it also had girls like dressed up like gangsters balls and stuff. So there's all kinds it of reasons also, why today it would just be considered it would be creepy. creepy. Right, it would be what, creepy. How young were the kids? They were young. Like 10, uh, 10 years old. It's not like Brick. It's, it's, it's no, like, no, they were no, younger no, no, than no, the like kids. kids. Not high school kids. kids. Oh, little kids. I want to say that Jodie Foster was point? but I could be wrong. I think it was cute. Bugsy Malone. I think it was cute. That you know, was it Jodie Foster uh, was in was in uh, Taxi Driver, right? Yes. yes, she was. She was like a teenage prostitute. You're right, that's a yes. little different, different tone. Because yeah. Bugsy was Bugsy Malone was kind of like tongue in cheek, um, like you would think of a musical. Like it was, it was clearly. And I think it actually was not yeah. real. It wasn't a realistic gangster and wasn't movie. It, like, I think it was weird. Like, the, like the, the Tommy guns that they had shot like custard pies. Right. It wasn't like an actual. Yeah, they weren't like actually getting gunned down. In, right. In, this in, wasn't Martin Scorsese directing little kids. <laughs> right. She's blowing each other's heads off. God, which maybe, I would totally maybe, pay that, to maybe see. that's now what we want to see today. <laughs> yeah, I want I want a remake of The Warriors starring children. Like eight-year-olds. Well, dude. you know, I saw the Warriors a while ago, and it was crazy. Uh, you, I don't know if you guys were even born when that came out, but I saw it in the movie theater. And it, it, if you want to Wikipedia, it, if you're not as old as me, when that movie first came out, it was one of those movies. It was like it was like a controversy at the theaters because people were like rioting in the movie theater. It was inciting fist fights because it was movie so is violent. This? The Warriors. Oh right, yeah. And when you watch it now, it's like a cartoon. 
Like it's not, it doesn't even feel violent. Like it's so clearly a cartoon. It's it's something you watch. It's it's it would be like like the A Team is clearly a cartoon, or right. like like Transformers Three is clearly a cartoon. I would say Warriors is even almost more Transformers than A Team. I mean, it's wow. clearly it's clearly. You know, you've got like gangsters in clown makeup and stuff. Farcical. It's not. It's farcical. Yeah, it was very over the top. But uh, at the time, it was considered um, kind of uh, like The Exorcist or something. You know, what's an- what's another one at the time where uh, where split you know, pea soup? Yeah, people were running out of the theater screaming. Yeah, uh, I saw my dad took my brother and I to see The Exorcist when it came out. How old were you? We were. Um, was it 72, 73? So we were, I know, we were like, I was like 11 or 12. That seems about right. It was about right. And uh, what I remember was, you know, we were so scared going into it because we'd read all the newspaper articles of people running out of the theater screaming or whatever. And we were in there with my dad. Did they and, get the specific uh, biological details about what happened to people when they couldn't handle the exercise? Oh, people like threw up. You know, they were okay. saying people threw up and, you know, were screaming. And so we were in the theater and, uh, and the movie's pretty scary, you know, if you've ever seen the, the first one, the real one. It's pretty scary. But, like, half an hour in, this, some couple had their baby with them. And the baby oh, right. started crying. And it kept crying. And this is my only memory of the, of, uh, not God, uh, of uh, the Exorcist was that after, like, ten minutes of this, my dad, who was a notorious crank, just yelled loudly, like, shut that fucking baby up. And the whole theater <laughs> cracked up, including us. We never heard my dad use the F word before. And it like relieved the tension of the whole movie theater. So when then I wasn't scared the rest of the time because I thought my dad was oh, a hero. That's funny. <laughs> my parents brought The Exorcist home on um, Beta VHS, or something? Okay. and I think it was like banned at the time or something. It could have been. So we don't have the First Amendment in the UK. Things can be banned, right? And um, The Exorcist. I think it was like it was kind of an underground thing for a while. It was hard to get. I don't remember exactly, but they brought it home and it had the same. Obviously, had the same reputation. It's like this is the scariest yeah, film yeah. ever, yeah. and it is pretty intense. It is, yeah. Um, and uh, my parents said, oh, no, you can't watch this. This is for grown-ups only. So they made me go upstairs to bed. But then they then proceeded to play the film downstairs at full volume. <laughs> That's even scarier. <laughs> and, of course, if you, rem- if you know The Exorcist, one of the scariest things about it is the, the sound. sound. Yeah. The, yeah. It's, just, it's just horrible. Yeah. And, like, and it was even worse because my imagination was putting <laughs> images with these horrendous sounds. I think it affected me even worse. So you were just up in your room past. just freaking out. The worst one for me was my parents went out uh, one time, and they left me at home unattended. I was—I can't remember how old I was. Yeah, I was sitting at home watching TV, and uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers came on. It was—it's well, the, on. the 1978 version, which, which is actually scary. a really Donald good Sutherland. version. Yeah, oh, that's a, that's a terrible Leonard Nimoy, and Donald Sutherland. And the the so you the remember this, face. right? That was good. And, that's all the end, was about and Donald Sutherland is kind of the—it's an ensemble piece, but Donald Sutherland's really the star. Yeah, he's great. And him Fantastic and in San Francisco. And there's all that fucked up shit like the dog with the backwards human face and all this weird stuff. And at the end, you know, Donald Sutherland's comes in, don't fall asleep, don't fall asleep, the whole thing, and it's terrifying. I'm up late watching it, really, really late, going, oh, my God, I shouldn't be up late watching this, freaking myself out. But yeah. I'm a kid, so I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. And, you know, just as, as in all the Body Snatchers movies, Donald Sutherland at one point you know, kind of figures out, if you act like them, right, they can't right. tell. So if you just act like a drone and an automaton, uh-huh. you can kind of move among them and they don't know the difference. This is how I've survived at EA so long. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about verticals. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Wow. And so he said. So I think he says to like the female lead. Yeah. You know, I've got to go in this building. I'm going to try and get some something that we need, and I'll meet you back here tomorrow. And he starts acting like the drone, and you see him kind right. of go into the building. And the next day, he's still kind of you know walking around being the drone character, and he kind of walks like back into the public plaza, and the female that he's been waiting for him. 
to meet him there comes out and says, you know, oh, it's me, Donald Sutherland. Hello, we're supposed to meet here. And of course, what's happened is overnight, he really has turned into one of the right. pods. And he, do, and he does the thing where he goes, and amidst this horrific oh, blood-curdling so screech, and all the other pod people, of course, turn, and she screams. It's like, oh, my God, they got him. And it's a terrifying downer horror movie ending. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. And not only is it the end of the movie, it's like 1982 or something in Britain. We've got four TV channels, and they all shut off at midnight. There's no 24-hour television. Remember, in the, in the same in the so US, right? they would play the national anthem, and then the TV would so just go off. So you can't decompress with Benny Hill or So I watch this, and they don't even run the credits. They just say, and that's all from BBC Tonight. <laughs> Good night, Gary. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I'm changing channels. Thinking, There's got to be something, because that can't be the last thing before I go to bed. I need to watch some, something else. Sure. But oh. everything is already shut down. It's like one o'clock in the morning. So uh-huh. bad. And my parents came home from this dinner party or something they had been to, like around 2.30 a.m. They yeah. told me to go to bed at like 10 or 11. They trusted me to put myself to bed. And of course, I'm downstairs on the couch, like with all, where are all the lights on? <laughs> I'm but now you're like, I just wouldn't people. go to bed because I was so terrified. You're scaring people with Sutherland Walking Dead. To get me. I, I, yeah. Walking that that fucked is... me up when I was a kid. I find that as a kid, you leaving yeah. all the lights on the house, it does not help. It doesn't help. It does not help because if it's dark outside, having all the lights on inside means that they can, outside people can just see you. All, all the... The first time I saw uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, that was another scary like, one. Yeah. The black and white one? The, no, no, the uh, the one they redid it, the, but, the uh, Sam Raimi one, but the first one, not Evil Dead Two. Mm, okay. Which one was actually scary? It's the same I think, movie. I think a lot of people forget it was you know two is where he sort of amped up the uh, the two. He had a budget. One was right, and, very and, and low. it was a little more tongue in cheek too. I felt like one was actually scary, and I and it's only years later that you realize that that humorous element is there. When you're a kid, you don't pick up on that, and you just see the horror. Right, that's what I remember from when I saw the Evil Dead <laughs> yeah. when I was a kid. I just remember seeing that creepy woman who's like coming trying to get out from under the trap, oh. yeah, and the Trees. The tree was pulling the woman really apart. Oh. oh my goodness! All the branches. Is I, that you know, the first one? I thought that was in the second I, one. Will's tuxedos look like a ghost. Yeah, I don't like. I don't. I, don't I, like I noticed that. in That's the. Uh, I assume out. you guys have seen the Red Band trailer for the oh, Evil Dead remake. Oh god, terrifying! And they've got so the tree. Boring. The tree looks they, like they're doing the tree again. They have the tree rape, except it's even more worse. But they have some really gross. I don't know if I want to see it. I might be past that in my life. I I find that horror movies kind of don't affect me a whole lot anymore because I I know. I know what to expect. Like I know you know at this point after you've seen a certain number of horror movies, yeah. they just stop working because you know the camera moves and you know the sound, yeah. you know the you know the sub the subsonic stuff that they play to kind of fuck you up and True. make you on the edge and and it, it also they are largely ineffective outside of a crowd. They rely a That's lot right. on you crowd sort of need dynamics. the uh, yeah. I almost watched Paranormal Activity three in bed last night on Netflix. I, I noticed they put that up there on Watch Instant. The first, so you can, I know, but I went for the, the first Paranormal Activity did a number on me. That I, yeah. I didn't like coming home to an empty house after yeah. seeing that movie. And the Ring fucked me up. The, the, the Ring, original Ringu, or the, the, ring? the actually the American one, which is they're, really they're well done. Kind of creepy. But you know what scares me? I can I can deal with horror movies. I can't play horror games. Hard Interesting. They're scarier to me. What's going on here? Food. Oh, oh, oh. Joey's like um, my jaw, my jaw. Get whatever. You, get <laughs> I've done so many whatever push-ups. sounds good to you guys, and we'll we'll tag on. to Yeah, that. just get anything. Yeah, we don't, I, yeah. I mean, I I would burritos. eat something. We can do no burritos. No burritos. Whatever. That's fine. That could be bad. Burritos, burritos is a terrible idea. Sounds delicious. When Norm says I want a burrito, what he means is I want mm. some beans wrapped in a tortilla. I don't eat beans. Oh, you want burritos. rice and meat wrapped yeah. in a tortilla? Sorry. Yeah. Um. The envy, by the way, is at eleven hundred dollars still. We have oh, about nice. twenty eight minutes up. to go, so we're we're above retail price for something. We'll do something. I didn't know the paranormal activity want, movies all had one like 
continuing storyline. Yeah, yeah, it's a continuing storyline. They, story all, they all kind of yeah. tie together. Yeah. So it's like I know what you did last summer movies. And it's a, I mean, it's a very Another simple and clever premise yeah. in that, you know, that kind of found footage cinema verite thing always kind of works. It makes it feel more yeah, real. Yeah, Blair Witch scared and, the shit out of me originally. You know, like the, the Blair Witch was scary, but it's scary in the sense that if you go camping, it would freak you out. But like Paranormal yeah, right. is set in a bedroom of your of someone's house that looks like your house, so you go home and it's fucking freaky. Right. Right. Actually, the only movies I've really stopped going to altogether isn't, isn't that funny, really, but I, I've realized I don't need to see another Holocaust movie. Like, like Schindler's List was kind of it for me. After that, it's like I don't. I know what happened. The Pianist was the one for me because that's by far the grimmest and most depressing of them all. I'm like, I, yeah. I, I get it. It was well, fucking horrible. Right, that's sort of where I, I'm I at now. I don't. I don't need one. another one. I didn't need to sort of wallow in that experience yeah. again. It's yeah. not really what I go to the movies for. The Pianist is by far. Pianist makes Schindler's List look like a fucking. It's bleak. Yeah, bleaker it's than Schindler's List. Way. How way is that even worse. possible? I'm gonna go and tell you a secret. I don't go to bleak movies. Well, see, that's the thing. I'm done with that. I yeah. Don't, yeah. I go to movies that are going to make me happy and have fun because if I'm going to pay like $40 to go to the fucking movies, which is what it costs now, right. when you park and get popcorn and all that business, right. but probably more than that when I think about it, I, I, want, I, I, yeah. I want to feel happy when right. I walk out. I also, and I get I so annoyed at the movies so, now yeah. anyway. I don't want to go to something that is, is going to add any sort of bad feeling. Yeah. I know I'm going to get pissed off by the people around me or whatever anyway. No, no, no. I'll tell you the secret. The secret of successful movie going, and this is something that I think only works until I have a kid and then I'm completely fucked for life. Is Pretty that, much. Is that you go at like the earliest showing on a Sunday morning because we're old and we're up anyway because the first thing right. you do, like you, I, the, the sun goes and the dog rolls over and I'm awake at 530 sure. in the morning now. So so we like get up and we go to Denny's and get some pancakes or something. And then we oh, roll over to the Denny's, movie theater. We've got to go and get that Hobbit breakfast. Yes, we do. They Elevensies. have a Hobbit breakfast. They have a special Middle Earth Elevensies? breakfast. Second Elevensies. breakfast. Second breakfast. Yeah. Yes. Really. Is this, um, is this uh, before the movie? Is the movie tie-in? I assume yeah, it's cool tie-in. Yes, Radagast. <laughs> no, they're it's just coincidentally. It's a no, they, tie-in. The people, the people at Denny's just really like the Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> they're calling it the Halfling Special because they couldn't get the license. Shia, wait, seriously? No, no, it's all Hobbit branded. It's, it's Hobbit and all Hobbit on the branded. menu, I'm sure. And I'm so like, glad you go in, they're going to give you a blue cardboard sword for the kids, and we're going to be the only one. Well, you have kids now. We have cover for this kind of dumb exactly. That's the whole point. Oh, thank goodness. That is one of the great things about having a kid especially as, as they get older it's like you get to indulge in all that stuff and pretend it's for your kid yeah but you know but all i want to say is 10 o'clock if you go to like hard r movies at 10 yeah. o'clock on sunday morning you're gonna be the only one fucking nobody there even on opening weekend even usually. like even like uh parents with kids like that they, they're um, not doing that we went to see i think inglorious bastards at 10 o'clock on a sunday morning yeah and somebody brought their six years like six and eight year olds in they were gone within maybe 20 minutes yeah like as soon as as soon as uh, eli roth started chopping people's heads off <laughs> <laughs> like that was they were gone they were out you gotta want did they not read the movie description did I think they not, I think maybe did they not realize they were in Tarantino it's like when I, I when I watched South Park on yeah. the, in the morning lots of parents brought their kids because the kids begged their parents yeah and parents because it was a cartoon we, we went cartoon. to see the re-release yeah. of Scarface and there were people there that had like their <laughs> seven or eight year old kids I'm like, what the well, fuck Scarface I, I think is pretty tame by modern standards no like, it's not like, it's not really tame no, you need to see that movie for a long time it is not pretty bloody yeah and the language and and it it yeah, may I not think. have been Inglorious Bastards. We watched. We went into something. I was like, "Man, it is a really fucking bad idea to bring your kids into this movie. This is going to be funny." And then they trudge uh, out in a huff twenty minutes. I rarely yeah. go to the theater anymore because you you can't control the experience. And nobody gives a shit anymore. Well, you know, no one you, gives a shit. The the beautiful thing is at ten o'clock on Sunday morning, you can go to like Prometheus 
and there's nobody the week after it opens, and there's not a soul in the joint. Yeah, I mean that was also Prometheus. Well, I like the idea that like the ten o'clock matinee before anyone like the one that people don't really like they yeah. schedule it, but nobody and it's really cheaper goes. Too, if you go to the right theater, oh yeah, which is also I, nice. I, I used to think too that like art movies, you'd be better off like, well, this is going to be a more sophisticated crowd. They know not to talk in the movies. They're worse. They are the They're worst. They're fucking worse. I'd rather go to like an action movie because at least I feel like if people are yelling whatever, well, I'm sort of in this like mass entertainment experience, yeah. and I could go with it. Oh, it's, it's not the hipster dude. And like, oh, at the, this scene, he's trying to do this and that. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, that kind of thing. It drives me fucking crazy. Fellini yeah. and the guy, Dredd. yeah, explaining the, the movie to his date behind him. Oh like, my God. yeah, yeah, we know. Well, there's two people Jesus, that are responsible for that failure. What? The, the date and the guy explaining well, the movie. I mean, they should be fucking paying better attention or take notes or something. Yeah, like my, my wife and I were at, uh, at the Met, the Met uh, Museum of. of, uh, of Metropolitan Art? Met- Metropolitan Art in New York City uh, a week or so ago. And there was a, a couple that was on a date. Oh, we saw the Warhol exhibit. So we were seeing the Andy Warhol exhibit, which oh, is fantastic because it's like the first time in forever you could see the actual Brillo, you know, the Brillo boxes and the, and the soup can. And it's, it's great. It's a great exhibit. But it was just the classic experience of some blowhard fucking dude with his date he was trying to impress. And I swear, you know, because you're, you're walking through this, uh, through the gallery, and you know, you tend to be going at relative this, or relatively the same pace as all the people who came in. And there's a path. You. I could not get away from this couple and this guy. I'd never heard her say one word. He was just lecturing on and on his whole art Probably theory. a fan of you. Yeah, it could have been. Just yeah, wanted to be closer to you, Jeff. I, I, just, I was just like, oh, God, like, don't ever let me be this guy. Like, I don't ever want to be the guy, like, lecturing, you know, my wife or somebody. I'm like, what my theory of art is. Like, you don't fucking know anything. <laughs> I, I like to go to museums alone. Yeah. Because I find, like, everybody has their own pace through a museum. And, like, I, like, I like to go through the stuff that I – and just blow right through the stuff I already know and go find some shit I've never heard of before yeah. and, and find out some – learn some learn some fresh knowledge. Museums are tough, I find. It's, I, it's a – yeah. I find it's really tough when you get to, like, serious classics we all know from, you know, from our youth or even from cartoons or whatever. Like, when I finally saw the Mona Lisa – at the Louvre, it was like, well, all right, yeah, I know that one. Like, I had no emotional reaction whatsoever. I, I mean, I, I haven't been to the Louvre, but I'm told that the way right. that you're kind of funneled through there, it's not much of an experience. You're shuffling it's a long past, hallways, and then, it's like a yeah. Disneyland, and ride. then you right. bank yeah. left, and that's it. It's right. museum land. You know, you don't feel like you're. And yeah, the weird, the weird opposite. I don't know how it, it works, but I guess it does. You go to the National Gallery in London. And you walk into a little room that looks like just one of the many other little rooms that have paintings on the walls. Uh-huh. And, you're, and you're this far from Picasso's sunflowers. And it's just right. hanging there on the wall. And there's no rope. There's nothing. It's right. just right there. And it's like, holy shit. Yeah. And the weird thing when amazing. you go to a museum like that is you totally have that, like, putting your hand in a fan feeling. You know, like, yeah. nobody wants to do it. Right. You get up to these paintings and you're just like, God, it would be so worth it just to well, go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And people, and, and every now reaction. and again, someone does that. Though you see that crazy person well, on the news. They have everyone, a guy in a suit in every room. Yeah, yeah there's ninjas in the walls. Yeah. Do, do you ever have this feeling? Every once in a while, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Sorry, but, Van, sorry, Van Gogh's sunflowers. I was just correct. Uh, you're, you're the, you're you're the club, club, baby, uh, clubber of baby seals. Clubber, just to be clear. Do, do you ever have uh, the the feeling when you're just like in an office or something or in some quiet place, of like what would happen if I just totally lost all self control 
Just like you know, just like uncontrollable just farting. Like ripped off my pants and just. Well, that's why we often fantasize about having that thirty-second uh, TiVo button for life, where you yeah. can just like eight, tell eight someone to go fuck themselves seconds. or slap them in yeah. the face and then hit the button. And you, yeah. you remember the satisfaction yeah. of it, but it never. As far as I can tell, it never happened. <laughs> could your yeah. brain actually? Could you become that person? Let's, let's not. No, go we're not going to go into your I, I just also. wonder, like, how how much are we in control of our actual, you know, of our self control to not just like do something horrible. In the spur of the moment, just because we couldn't help it. I like to like, believe that we're 100% in control of our actions. Like sometimes I just want to, like, you know, I, I don't know, like, problem with America. lift my shirt up and do this at my boss right. or something. Like, and the what's fact, stopping and me the from, fact, Sorry. The fact <laughs> that you never both wanted to do that. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> is this something to look forward no, to? No, this is just me. There's nothing wrong with wanting to do that. The fact that you don't, that that's your self control. Right, but I if wonder, you were like, how, doing that, you'd probably you, you, you'd I'd be, be somewhere else up. by now. Yeah. I'd be locked up. You wouldn't be here. I just want to say that, that seals are dicks. I learned that from watching March of the Penguins. Because those seals camp they the are penguin kind of hole. Yeah. And and they eat the baby penguins that are coming in. The, the daddy or mommy penguins that are coming in to get food. For the uh-huh. baby penguins back with the herd. <laughs> and, and, and the president of the United States told me that, Morgan Freeman... Because right. he narrated that fantastic movie, and he knows everything. Uh, yeah, and, you believe and the, what Morgan Freeman says. The only good thing that comes out of doesn't sell insurance. Camping the hole is that uh, the killer whales camp the seals that camp the hole. So it's like a video game metaphor, right? And that's why it's okay to club baby seals. It is okay, and I, I'm endorsing dicks. it here. They are dicks. Seals I mean, are dicks. Yeah, fuck. That's seals. my fuck seals. That's my. But we love kids today. here at Octobercast, which right. is why we're doing this uh, this uh, show for uh, sure child seals or sea lions. No seals. Sea I did. Lions I did. Cool. You know, whiskers. this is sort of one of my like undershirt things. You know, like I don't normally take. Sleeping, walk around this or sleep in it. So yeah. it's something you bought thinking it was a good idea at some point. Uh, it was past. actually given to me by a guy at PAX, and I thought, okay. I thought it was a hilarious shirt. It's so a pretty I wear funny it. shirt. But every once in a while, I am in public and it's like hot or something, and I'm like, depending on where I am, yeah. it's like, I can't, I can't take off the outer shirt. Well, this is too, it's too nasty. Like I was at some event in Berkeley, and it was like they're gonna, all these hippies are gonna kill me. Yeah, nonviolent hippies are gonna club me to death. They're gonna club me to death. You could have taken off the inside shirt. They'll get the baby seals and kill you to death. Uh, I'll be clubbed by bongs. You know, clubbed to death by hippie bongs. No, you didn't. All that bong water, and then they turn your head into a bong. That turned my head into a bong. Yeah, skull bong. Oh shit! That is a great idea. Is this something you learned from Patrick Klepek? No, He's I now have. I have guess. a life goal now. someday my skull can be a bong on somebody's uh, in somebody's this college dorm. A grim turn. <laughs> Make this happen, people <laughs> of the internet. It's our next auction. Uh, this head we can auction off is, for is, sale. Uh, is this available now or is it skull bong? No, not, not now. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we can take uh, it today. We can have the Peppercora papercraft model <laughs> hold on to until the. I don't want to be a human living bong. Your place, because first of all, where would you smoke out of? That's a little you gross. You could knock a hole in the top. <laughs> there are a lot of holes to choose <laughs> well, you from. Well, the thing is, though, you think about that guy that had the spike drive through his head. Right. We could just do that with a, with the, with a, a tube. Yeah. It, you'd probably be mostly intact. Uh-huh. And then, you know, it opens into, like, your sinus cavities and, and your mouth is there. You'd have to – fire would, and water would have to go in somewhere, I guess. <laughs> we I need exactly Adam Savage back to investigate this whole thing. Yeah, he, like, we, what I'd want to know is, like, if my, if my human skull was a bong – would I a, would I get really high too? Really? <laughs> <laughs> if, are you are you still alive and conscious? That's, that's a real metaphysical like question. At a really good time. The conversation clearly didn't didn't sag yeah. in my absence. Yeah. No. Well, I assume if I'm dead and I'm just like a skull, I'm not getting high. Well, I mean, but yeah, I don't. Need, I don't need to. I'm but dead. I mean, 
it, do you think? If, do you feel if, like in the in, in in ways you know like you want to donate your organs to science that you'd be okay with someone <laughs> after your death? I mean, what do you care if they want to what turn I, your skull? Oh my into god! A what a great way to be immortal! Like you'd be cool forever, right? right? Nobody's, college, nobody's college, ever going to throw out the skull bong. College kids for generation would be, would be getting like, high for my skull. Dude so would you have cool. rules attached to it? Would you be like this? This has to. This is only for the owner of this dorm room, and it has to be passed down from year to year. That I like I a like sacred that treasure. I don't think it should be. It should belong to one college kid. That's not cool. Right. It should always be for like a twenty-two-year-old. Like that's, that's, maybe the dorm. Like I was in Freeborn Hall at UC Berkeley. That's where I was okay. my freshman year. I didn't know that there was a kind of you know the and, heritage. And they, that should just belong to uh, Freeborn Hall, like floor six. Okay. They get Jeff Green's skull. As he, this is the floor bong. Is my skull, mm-hmm. and there's like a, a trap door in the <laughs> it's hallway. It's like the village bong. Everybody has a ride. And there could also be a movie. There's total skull. movie. I don't see why this couldn't be in your will. Would you be okay I, with I think family you, I think members this, like I think your you descendants? Make this happen. My descendants, what smoking out smoking of my skull? Smoking out of your skull. It's like a family tradition. Hey, we're smoking at a uh, grandpa's skull. Yeah, it's already on my driver's license. That in the event of my death, they can basically chop up my body and and do whatever they want. I think I have one of those too, but I don't have it specified. Please use my body parts to to take drugs. I bet the federal government. I bet the government might get involved if your if your last will and testament involves. Carving a hole in your skull. Yeah, this is why government has to go, man. I had okay, a friend if who we was just a, got rid of all uh, thanks government, Obama. thanks Obama for not letting a, me have be a skull bong. I had a friend who was a medical <laughs> Romney, twenty twelve. <laughs> oh, Romney think, would approve I my skull Romney, bong. Romney is probably for personal I don't think freedom, would but against skull, skull bong. Obama would be cool with it. You think Romney Obama would. would be cool? Well, with because skull Romney bong? doesn't do any kind of drugs or stimulants. We He's know that any... Obama smoked dope, right? Right. So Obama would be cool. Romney doesn't even drink coffee. I got a Facebook page. By the way. My first uh, in my first XCOM squad, I had both Romney and uh, who lived M- Michelle oh. Bachman. Oh, wow. and they're still fucking alive. Oh, you're doing it wrong. They're defying <laughs> the odds. I keep putting them out on the front lines every mission, and they live. And now they're so good; they're What's, ranked up so high. I want them to live. What's going to happen? Yeah, you, now you now you need them because they're quite part of I your have, squad. I have reloaded when Captain uh, Bachman has died. I can't lose her. Can't lose her. She's too good. Oh, you, you made know, her an XCOM character. Yeah, that's, that's, a, a, oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, Bachman and Romney and Ryan. Now, uh, Ryan got shot right away, and that, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'd want that to happen. We should go back to skull bongs. Yeah, this isn't a metaphor for something we want to happen in the real world. But I, so I did Friends when I was making my first squad, and that was a yeah, horrible mistake. That's not a good idea. Because at some point, I was like, shit, like, in order to get the rest of my squad out alive, I'm yeah. going to have to either kill Norm or Gary. Right. What did you do? What did you choose? each other. I, I, I couldn't. I loaded a save. You loaded a save. Because I wasn't, I wasn't, I, they were right. both pretty high level. So, you know. It's a, it's a very simple but very smart touch by letting you name those characters. It, it's you, so you, great. You develop an attachment to them. Every once in a while, I won't name them, and then they're just the red shirts. Right? I'm like, I don't care if this guy dies. I know this is a good, I, I accepted the mission, and it was very difficult, is what it was ranked. So I know some dudes are going to die, and I'm not naming them. So then I have no emotional attachment. Well, the thing is, you don't name the red shirts. You name the people right. once they get up past a certain level. Then they're and real. then you have fodder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The rest are just yeah. Go to it, boys. They're the dude that you luck. send in to see if it's if it's like sectoid commanders in there or that that hologram thing. That's not mm-hmm. real hard. I, th- this game is awesome. It's a it it's is so awesome. I I tell a story every single mission, and it's the kind of game I could play one mission a night yeah. and just be totally happy, and then put it down and come back. That's the next how day. I'm playing it too. Yeah, I was talking to Darren uh, b- before I came on, and he was saying that now that he's a new dad, he's discovered 
that this is what turn-based games, you know, being a father, that that's where turn-based games really come in handy. Who knew turn-based games were for old dudes? Right, because you could take a turn and then go change a diaper and then come back. And you can't do that on, when you're on a WoW raid. So if you uh, or Dark Souls or any of the kind of like the hardcore games for the kids, yeah, um, if you want to make a bid for the HP Envy X2, how much uh, longer is that going? It for? is going for like twelve more minutes, All according right. to my clock. Maybe 13. Uh, we're going to keep going until Gmail timestamps. The last bid has to be timestamped before uh, I have 12 uh, minutes to do the curly uh, 1 o'clock p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So you have 11, 12 minutes, 13 minutes, thereabouts. If you want it, the high bid is, I um, think, $1,100 Someone $1, just right said they would, they would donate $10,000 to have Jeff Green Skull as a bong. So, well, yes. I mean, maybe we could make that deal. Donate it to Charles Play. I right think we'd have to get we lawyers involved. We need, we'll we have need, it yeah. shipped to them. We need some lawyers. Like, is there a, like Let's a get time some lawyers limit? involved. Would there be any legal reason why we couldn't What if your this? wife wants the skull bong and not doesn't want it to go I don't think stranger. my wife wants the skull bong. <laughs> would you be okay <laughs> with them, like, uh, painting it and kind of like... Oh, hell yeah. Like painting, a, wi- like painting like a wizard on the side of the skull and shit You could like turn me into cool. Gandalf. You could turn me into... Uh, <laughs> I don't care. You could turn me into <laughs> Lady class, Gaga. I don't care. Do whatever the hell you want. Is this... Is this? Is this one of those situations where you you, you would be immortal in a way? This is of. what I'm liking about it. Yeah, never never forget. Right, and, and, and but the pass on is the key. I, I kind of feel like there's a business. This here. guy used to this guy used to podcast. Now, well, now he's my bong. Well, and and <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you think about it, this is I think a lot less morbid. Then those people that take their mortal cremains and turn them into like a fake diamond or something like that. And really, I'm helping future generations get high. Yeah, I mean, what greater gift can you give what, to the children of America? Gift? I'm, in, I'm enlightening. Aside from, of course, toys and video games. Right, through, but like, I'm enlightening charity. youth on like why why Dark Side of the Moon is so great. Even though yeah, um, you should watch it and start Wizard of Oz at the same time, right. man. I mean, let's be clear that I've never actually Despite done any illegal drugs, no. nor would I advocate it. When I'm no. talking about a bong, I mean it's like a decorative. It's, it's for smoking tobacco, smoking uh, flavored tobacco, tobacco right. which probably will be illegal by the time your head is a skull, actually probably skull bong anyway. Also, oh, actually, you probably should just smoke pot. Yeah, so <laughs> tobacco is going to be illegal. Yeah, even though, even though I signed the thing on my driver's license, it yeah. says, "Yeah, you can have the whole cadaver." You're, you're, you're reserving the head. For uh, no, well, I had, friend, I had a friend. I had a friend in. I had a friend in the UK who was for a medical student for a few oh, years before he decided it wasn't for him, this. and he went and got into the games industry. But he yeah. went through the first three or four years of medical school in the UK, and told me some pretty gnarly stories about what happens to those cadavers that almost made me. It's second. all for education. It doesn't matter. Honestly, what difference does it make? But then I thought, like, I'm dead, so... Yeah, exactly. I'm going to show you guys uh, uh, a photo. Am I going to want to see this? No, no, it's fine. Uh, after you bust out the Pacetta pictures, I, all bets are off. I, I posted this on uh, on Twitter the other day. I was at the uh, Museum of Natural History with, uh, with my wife, which is a freaking amazing Dinosaurs, museum. man. I mean, speaking of museums where you don't get it and it's hard to have an emotional reaction, this is the opposite. Did, did I mean, you know was uh, the, the new... Uh, can we... Uh, the restoration? What am I done? looking at there? Uh, oh, well, it's over here. This is a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, yeah. Yes. Bring, so that's bring, real, but, but that's not here. what I wanted to show. Oh, okay. Do you want to go right or left? Or, um, um, uh, go... Here. You should make sure. find, find the next one. Then we'll I should find it so that there's nothing inappropriate on here. Oh, saucy pictures of Triceratops? Right, exactly. You know, they're really just juvenile Oh, well, here's what it is. So this, this led to an actual moment of, if you go to the uh, evolution area, when they have different human uh-huh. skulls, this, is just, this was the uh, representative of 
uh, Homo, Homo sapiens. Yeah. Okay. So this dude is right in the very front. Hold, hold it up to Robocam. My buddy okay. touched the hand, shook the hand of that one. There you go. Yeah. So and I took a uh, photo. Robocam norm. Right there. What are we so, looking at here? That just looks well, like a human a, skeleton. It is a human skeleton. But how did this guy get to be the representative of humans in the? Well, is that a real skeleton? That's a real human okay, skeleton. Yeah. And how did that guy have to apply for that job before he, didn't he died? Donate his body to the skull bong fund. I, I'm pretty. So what I'm saying is, yes, you can have my whole body as long as I if I get something to do something cool. First reaction was like, man, this poor schmuck. But then later I thought, no, he's like, he's representing us to, you know, yeah. in future generations of the museum when there's Homo whatever. With Homo Super Erectus. Right. He, he guess, gets to be I guess that they, guy. They, they want to pick a skeleton that they feel like is a good specimen. Right? A, a nice do you have to have good clean. bones then? Yeah, I mean, good, do, good bone structure. So yep. maybe you have to apply for it and they do well, they measure, do they look at your skeleton? Like, sorry, dude, your pelvis it, is it, fucked. It up. may be they're they're, not, yeah, they're looking <laughs> you got an ugly pelvis. They're looking for a Costanza structure, somebody who never it's had any broken photo, bones yeah. or one? has bad so, cartilage. I took the same photo. You did? Yeah. See, so look, he's on two iPads. This guy is living the good life, dead. I mean,. This is why I'd like to be a skull bong. I'd a, like to be passed around. I, I, I really, I really am thinking that you could be onto something here. So um, we have I, to investigate this later. I, I took a picture of Lucy, who's the first, uh, right? Also at that museum. Home, but that's not. I think that's a. I think that's a casting. Oh really? That's the oh, that's fake Lucy. I think the originals okay. in the in the in the museum in London. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't realize part of that. the English's history of stealing cultural artifacts from <laughs> third world countries. Sure. Um, you know. Yeah, it's Lucy and all the stuff from Greece. Yeah. Oh, I thought I was and, looking at the and, real Lucy. Uh, okay. I was bummed out when I found that out because I was talking to these dudes. And I was like, "Hey, this is it's really, we're we're standing next to something that's like four point eight million years old, and it's a descendant." And we could be we're that. descendants. We could be that. So yeah, four point eight million do, years. Can I do another show and yeah, tell? Of course, I'm yeah. totally changing the subject here, but I no. I mean, the skull bong thing was going pretty well with the crowd, but I mean, if you want to talk about something else, that's totally. Well, this fine. is just uh, this is uh, I, I was this so I was visiting my daughter in New York City. Um, and oh she boy. started college, and I went to visit her floor, and we went into the lounge, and on the, on the lounge they had posted that the kids on the floor had started oh, posting oh. rules. Okay. Floor rules. What a bunch and, of fucking fascists. Yeah. No, and, no licking shacks, dirty bunions. That's right. a good one. This is where my daughter lives now. Um, there's a, they're not all funny, but there's a couple in there that are like, I got to take my kid home. Don't hide so, dead animals. Stroke burnt cheese in the wall to the, the left. One is just Did a hashtag. Start as Mad Libs. No, well, one is a hashtag that just says chocolate or poop. I like the one. I like the, there's, there's I like this clearly like something a serious sentiment behind it that just says no pressuring mothers. What yeah. it's yeah. no pressuring others. others. Oh, and someone added an M. No pressuring mothers. I see. Yeah. There was just one in there. The oh, what was it? This one about don't shave your balls in public. Right? Isn't that in there? That's good advice. Maybe I, I just made that up. Be careful where you throw up. Always good advice. That's good advice in the college dorm. Um, seven days ago, somebody said, is chocolate or poop a new hashtag I should know about? That was from to, to you. No plopping and with other jizzes. What does that mean? I don't, I don't know. I don't want to know that one. That's, yeah, you so you could clearly things. tell where this started as. It was, it's the floor policies. Right. And there are two policies to start. Space yep. to speak about problems, common right. feelings, right. and also safety first. Right. And then these students took liberties. T- took liberties with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they, it was um, a democratic process. You know, when I was in college, we had a housing shortage. So a bunch of dudes from Malaysia lived in our lounge at the end of the hall. Yeah. There was like, really? like 12 guys in there. I thought it was really weird that they put the exchange students all together in one room by themselves. That's kind of weird. But, you know, it? that's Vanderbilt for you. No, so. they, they typically put all the international students in one building. Well, this they, was they, in one wow. room, at the like end boat of the, people. End of the hall. Well, yeah, at Berkeley, there's the international hall. Oh, there's the international yeah. hall. But you weren't like assigned there because you're foreign. 
You know, you weren't like the boat people. Well, these people. guys were all assigned there because I think they maybe they registered late. And the thing that was awesome about them was they completely disregarded all the rules about open flames in the dorm. Uh-huh. So they were in there cooking like sweet Malaysian food all the time. And huh. we, we learned all sorts of good I do stuff. think it was a good idea really to segregate foreign people into separate housing. <laughs> so you're saying a policy of separate but equal is 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 what you stand by, Jeff Green. That's Ladies and gentlemen, on that note, uh, Jeff Green. Wait, uh, that's another EA policy. <laughs> we've got to eat, we've got to Mad Libs you. Joey, I think well, we, oh, we do have to Mad Libs you. Yeah, I'm kind of reticent to do it because. You were, the standard you were last year was set so year. high. I don't, I know. I don't know if, if we could. Possibly... We don't need to do it again. I mean, frankly, I thought we shouldn't come back to this. I thought it wasn't that great segment last year. I'll be perfectly oh, honest. I, I probably can't top last year. And yeah, Joey just has done 919 push-ups. We missed oh. it. He has. Oh wow! He, he has done now more set, pu- maybe more Two push-ups more sets? than there are people in chat. Oh, that makes me sad. That's more push-ups than probably the rest of us have done in our entire lives. I haven't done right? Maybe in elementary school. Jeff, I'm going to give you a choice yeah. between Mad Libs from Outer Space, yeah. Star Wars Mad Libs, and Monster Mad Libs. So after all that talk about how we so weren't sure it was we a good idea to redo this, this yeah, the Star Wars here. ones are bad. We don't have to do it. Or, or the fourth option is you just don't have to do because it. Because really, you know, it all boils down to like There are 2,200 people. And, yes, and butt that's jokes. what we, we want. love that. All right, we could do it. The last oh, few people have, have kind of, I think, played it a bit safer. We, I really want like a good feel. Why do you play What's the point one? of that? Oh, no, no. Some, some people have stuff to, to lose. Are you trying to create art? When we you had do a, a great safe one earlier that was all about bed bugs invading Norm's asshole, and that's Will, my kind Will of Will was, was a fluffer on a spaceship. It was fantastic. That's right. Oh, so I can't use I can't use the word fluffer. Our next guest is here. So if we are going to do this, we have to go fast. Let's do it. Fast, let's, fast, let's just pick, I never did the curly thing. Yeah, I way. think I'd rather see the curly for ten thousand dollars. I mean, that seems the like curly? a much better. Wait, what is that? The, you know, the, the three Stooges curly. Right. Uh, oh, fan. do you think you can do that? I don't know if I can. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I tried practicing this at home, <laughs> and I freaked out both my wife and my dog. My dog was like running around in circles, like what the hell is wrong with dad? He was like whining. I think it's it's tougher than it looks. It is tougher than it looks. I I found out the right kind of surface. I'm actually not nine years old anymore. I think carpet is not the right place to do this on. You're right. But I think I you should massive. try it anyway. However, I have a backup. <laughs> oh, no. We have some oh. cardboard over what's, there. What's, what's I, your, I need my backpack, which I think is back in the other room. Okay, so, where are you going to do it? I can do it sitting. It, it's a different stunt. I used to do this in uh, junior high. Well, maybe we should do rather than just do the same gag from last year. Maybe maybe this, I think we should have the new gag. gag. Uh, Great. I'll, 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 this is a gag. Awesome. That's it. This is Joey? a gag. This is the thing that got me sent to the pr- principal's office. The second time, the first right, time I'm I got, I like it where this is going. The first time I got sent to the principal's office was when I put my jacket over my head and zipped it up. This was in seventh grade Spanish class. Okay, I zipped it up over my head so that it looked like I had no head, and then I took out my hairbrush and was like in- brushing my invisible. That's yeah, it's like good. a seventh yeah, grader gag. I got sent to the principal's <laughs> office for that. Really? <laughs> so Your school it was, was a different really time, no different, different time, <laughs> different kinds of humor. We didn't yeah. have Reddit. Just, you can't see this. He's taking out a lot of guns. We didn't, see this before the we didn't have the internet. Everything. Right? Okay, you, was, you, you, you can't head, imagine you what this right world was through. like. You really can't. No, I'm, I'm not doing the. I'm not doing oh, that thing. Oh, okay. My dad could do that. He did it with a pocket knife. No, this is different. This story. This might be something people don't know about me, but I actually have a prehensile chin. If we see that. Oh, I'm. Yeah, oh, is, oh, oh, a, oh! Good God, man! Oh, you're I don't like, like that at you're all. You're like evil Popeye. This is a, I'm hoping this will be a. Oh my gentle uh, Jesus! I'm, I'm putting this out. There oh the, God, the, no! I'm putting this out there for the internet to make a, a GIF. Well, of. Yeah, do the Just GIF. Oh, oh, I don't like it. Oh, 
Okay. No, 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 no. I didn't know this no. was something that and, could and, happen and to people. Now you see why having a Jeff Green skull bong would be so valuable. Because there might be, you could hold the, the, your pot right Valuable because it's, it's, it's malleable. It's, 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 put, put your weed in here. So, um, you kids so, are is so that proud it? of you. Okay. Is that the party so, piece or do you have something else? Well, no, you, there's more. you must have been a oh, fantastic more. hit when your daughter brought dates home. Oh, well, yeah, I'm, and I'm going to keep doing it. Um, so, okay, so here's, here's the thing. Okay, let's so, see number one. And the one. only person I know that can do this is my brother. So I actually think we might be the next evolution of This man. could be some sort of weird <laughs> one-off mutation. I, I, I might be the missing link to whatever's coming next when we have, like, thumbs here. Oh, uh, so the, the, the so I can thumb? do this. Well, that is, okay. How many can you get there is the oh, question. What, what, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So okay. when I was a kid, I could do a whole lot. Do you so. carry these pencils with you for the, just this purpose? Well, I did for today. Like, who needs that many pencils? No, I did for today. Oh, you bought, I, I, you I might, came in okay. advance knowing I might not be able to do the curly This spin. is principal's okay. office worthy. Like gentle Jesus. i got to take off the... All right. This is going Keep down. in mind that I'm 51 years old, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Don't think that when you're older, you have to actually get mature. Just uh, kids, it's a bad idea to put pencils mm-hmm. or anything smaller than your elbow now, in your ear. Now, in the old days, I could actually I could do these. Oh my God. I don't know if I still can. No, what are you, wait, what are you going to do? No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh no! I can't look at it. This is turning into some sort of weird geek show, and you're starting to look like the like the oh. wrinkle face guy. This is the ravages of age. Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, That's, for the kids. It's going to be hard to top that, I That's think. That's going to be at oh, least boy. like 500 Thank bucks you very in donations. That should probably and also be a, a Jeff, too. Thank you. I'm pretty. I'm going to give these pencils back to you. Yeah, if anyone wants. You can auction cool. these off now. They have my earwax on them. We'll give you five bucks each. To take it's why you can't wear it's coming earbuds. from the kids. <laughs> it's why earbuds are so uncomfortable. Jeff Green, you're right. It is always a pleasure. Jeff, sir. you, ne- you thank- never disappoint. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Two guys. hours Sorry. of thank glory. You for, thank you for making this two-hour block. Uh, yeah, thanks very, for having very me. You know, really, I, I, I'm, I'm honored to be here, and you guys are, do a great job of this every year. And uh, I, I'm sure Chad's play, I know Chad's play totally appreciates it. As does all of us who um, support the charity, right? And, and to so cap bravo, it all, you're even going to donate some money on the way out. I'm going to donate. I'm, I'm not. That good was not a not joke. To I'm going to donate I'm 100 bucks. I didn't, wasn't no, you forget. should actually hold. Uh, I am going to. Uh, I'll take a screen see. cap of my credit card information. Yeah, this post out <laughs> there. Yeah, people will take care of it for you. <laughs> yeah. You guys will be cool with that, right? No yeah, one no, will actually abuse that. We won't tell anybody about that. It's trustworthy. Thank you all. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Good luck. You have how many hours left? Five. We're on the But I think they're going to blow by. You think so? I have, I, I have confidence. Third wind. I'm in that. I'm in that area where I've got the third wind, and yet at the God, same time, God, don't let that go here. I know. You know how at the end of Brazil, <laughs> joke. yeah, where was... Jonathan Price is in the chair and he's going to get tortured, and then Robert De Niro bursts in and saves right. him on that adventure. But then you realize at the end that he was just mad and in the chair all along. Right. I kind of feel like that's where I am now. You are in a chair, and you've been. there I feel all like along. I'm optimistic. Yeah. And things are going well. Aren't there two versions the of the upswing. ending? Like I think there's there, were, there was a bullshit not... studio version, but yeah. the, the, the real version yeah. is the one where he just where went out exactly. in the chair. Right. Um, and I feel that's kind of like where I am now. Like, I'm imagining this fantasy version. We're in the of this final season of Roseanne. I'm bouncing back. The last five uh-huh. hours are going to be entertaining. But you're, in reality, I'm just sitting here dribbling down my chair. You're, you're way over the hump, though. The you're, death you're march of fun the, from here on out. Yeah. These, last five, it's, it's, it, these last five hours are not easy, though. I remember from last time. Well, so congratulations Jeff. on being an on, uh, impending father. Yeah. yeah. To you and your wife. January. Uh, Gary, you're hanging in there as a new dad? Four months and, uh, and hanging in there. She's got a cold at the moment. She's all sniffly and sad. Uh-huh. 
I'm glad that you finally uh, named her uh, Cthulhu on uh, on the internet. Yeah, well, you know, it was, we, a good name, it was a long. That's why we were reticent to announce it for a long time, but uh-huh. we felt like uh, Cthulhu was because it's gender be neutral. It doesn't it doesn't place her in a in a in a gender box. Uh-huh. She, and, and Norm, obviously, it is your mission now to impregnate a woman. Yeah, Norm's uh, next. I'm yeah, on my twenties. He's getting a vasectomy immediately. Hey, you don't have to be a dad. Case. You don't have to take care of the kid. You just have to impregnate someone. <laughs> oh, that's that's, a, oh, it was more father just, advice just impregnate from, the from the internet's dad, Jeff Reed. EA's uh, director impregnate of, the ladies, of, guys. Uh, of, uh, of illegitimate children. <laughs> Jeff, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. We'll see you uh, see hopefully you. next year if you can yes, come back for more I'll abuse. Back. Unless I'm somebody's skull bomb. Well, hopefully not that soon. Hopefully you have many more years. I really do think that... Credit some some reason. I think you should call your lawyer and look into that. I, I, look I into you know, could possibly be cool. You or someone has lost your wallet here. That's probably my I'm wallet. Look oh, that you. is my wallet. It, yeah. it is. You, you, That's my wallet. That is you. you. Yes. You. I was just confirming. Uh, when I do come back, I will have information for you on skull bombs. We will. Have, I'm yeah. going to consult. This the is, people want to know. All right. This is not the this is not the end of this discussion. This is thank the, you, sir. This is the beginning. Thank you. All right. Jeff Bye Green, guys. ladies and See gentlemen. Bye, guys. The Internet's Jeff Green, EA.com's official representative. What a, what a national treasure that man is. I'm disappointed he didn't what do a the delight. spin. I feel like we were kind of robbed after that conversation at PAX. I mean, I, I, Norm, you look a little frazzled He at did this something point. terrifying. He did something unnatural. It was unnatural. It was like away. the wrinkle face guy with no lower jaw. The chin, um, the chin the thing alone was disturbing enough. But when he started sticking pencils in his eyes, I just... I, I wasn't prepared. I had to watch the low-res monitor. So we are into our 19. This is the start of our 19 of October. Also, uh, the previous auction has ended. The previous auction is done. Oh, the so winning that, bid was $1,100 for Jacob Arthur. Congratulations on your HP NVX2 $1,100. Oh, my Ryan God. Look at this. Coming Hi, from Sight Guys Coffee. Oh, you are. Right on time. Are, and And... Armed with a tray I got of something your, that I think your I'm message very about to yeah. three minutes ago, so uh, we might um, be a little bit late. Yeah, I just uh, um, went ahead thank and you, I sir. Just got Let me you pass, guys. I'm going to pass these down. You are uh, a lifesaver. Single origin Costa Rica. Oh, you're a Wonderful. great American hero. Hand dripped. Yeah, artisanal. artisanal coffee. Yes. Loving it. Well, pull up, pull up a chair. Much. There's some headphones there. We're we're live on the internet right now. If you're just joining us, it is Octobercast 2012. This hour's oh, guest. You're in my ears. Oh, am I too loud? I'm sorry. No, I you're turn. Right. Okay. Uh, this hour's guest is is Ryan Block of Gadget and Gadget, the internet in general. Um, uh, San Francisco Giants fan, waving wave the flag. Go Giants! You know, there's a game tonight. I hear. How do I turn this volume down? Uh, I can turn it down okay. right here. It's really hot. Yes, you guys are going to sleep right through this game. Um, I Unfortunately, think that, yeah. is that, is I mean, that I'll try to stay away, but it's going to work. Is that are we going down? Starts at five. Still too hot. Still five. I can't remember the number. We're an hour into it. It's been a while. Oh yeah. Is it here or are they? No, no, no. Detroit. This one's Detroit. Okay. Yeah. I was at that first game. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, well, you never know. That's the that's the magic of baseball. Well, that's oh. what I'm asking you for your prediction. Of all the songs uh, my, my prediction, sweep. You think so? I don't know, maybe. I, don't think, I, Those first I, I've been games, thinking about it. I don't want to jinx it. I'd be okay if they don't five. come back. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, I don't want to I mean, jinx the first, it. The first game was pretty convincing, right? I would be okay if they don't come back. second game, maybe less so. No, but the second game was good considering who was pitching. Mm. So uh, let's do some brief uh, housekeeping. If you want to donate to Octobercast, we the charity we're working for is Child's Play. Uh, they give kids, uh, sick kids, toys and games to give comfort in difficult times. The address to do the donations is at tested.com slash donate. I'm sorry. I'm having a little bit of trouble with words now. This coffee is wonderful. It's good stuff. Really Just good. what we needed. It is. It is. late hour. I, we, I've been into the black blood of the earth, which if you've never had before, is, is an interesting experience. 
in concentrated coffee. So it's more for effect. Black blood of the earth. Distilled. Yeah, it's Serious it's a distilled, cold-brewed, vacuum-distilled coffee. So Hello. the idea is that um, a guy named Phil Broughton over in Berkeley makes it, and he, uh, because it never feels heat, um, you... You don't have kind of the bad Wait, things that happen. Yeah, go for that one. I think Norm's already had a little bit of that. So we have, we, we, we have, have, have it. In we have fresh ones in the fridge. fridge. So uh, Phil sent over a whole batch for us to keep us uh, going. And frankly, I'm scared shitless of it because it's super concentrated and like two vials is enough to carry me through caffeine. So how many, how many milligrams time. of caffeine are we talking about? Fifty in that, I believe. Is okay, that correct. That's so, pretty good. So you're looking at a pretty good yeah, black like a cup good of like size gas station black, coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's not fifty milligrams. Not like going to stop your heart or anything. No, no, no. no, the, no. the dangerous thing is the volume of per uh, per gram of caffeine is a little bit low, so you can actually get close to kind of maybe not toxic limits, but but making you feel really bad limits if you drink too much. <laughs> and since yes. we do this for twenty four hours, it is an exercise in pacing yourself. Is what we've learned now. Well, uh, deep into use, our use that. Year. Maybe spike it a little bit with this some is, of no, the. No, no, I wouldn't. I'm not going to. This is wonderful. All right. Um, I, and and you carried that like th- four blocks under a bridge. Uh, kind of scary. No, that's not true. I drove. Oh, you drove. So okay. I stopped by there on the way over okay, here. So where is, you know the, where I is this I place? Sight glass. Okay. It's Seventh uh, and Folsom. Okay. It's right and then Actually, right I and have then said like that. Now the blocks. secret's going to be out. Everybody, it's, it's pretty good. It's the guy <laughs> who runs Twitter and Squares Coffee Joint. What, is that he's right? Just, he's just an investor. He, okay. But he wanted a coffee shop, and uh, the, story is, the, the story may be apocryphal, but it's well known. So, I, you know, I assume... Um, I assume it's true, because I've heard 15 people repeat it at this point. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're right down the street from us. And it's interesting, because normally you go into a coffee shop and... Like I don't know if the margins on coffee shops are are that awesome because frequently coffee shops are in very small places that are maybe a little bit out of the way and inconvenient and 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 it's something you kind of trek to because of the experience. And Sightglass has a really awesome location. It's a huge space. They have nice bathrooms, which cool. is unusual for a coffee that is, shop. That is very unusual. You can you can judge any establishment by the quality of its bathrooms. I've thought about creating a Yelp Four account seasons. where I just yeah, exclusively. Rate restaurants based on the likelihood of somebody seeing my Johnson, like due to doors closing or not adequate urinal dividers or some sort That's of a really so you paranoid the high, version the of the eye toilet. The, the likelier you are to go there. You know, the funny thing about bathrooms is that you get this curve and then you get to the height of the curve and it drops off immediately. And that is when there is an actual dude in the bathroom there, you know, an attendant. Yeah. And, out tells I'm never and then it just goes that. immediately shoots down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, while it's the like the uncanny valley nice, of bathroom. Yeah. The, the guy, yeah, the comfort. attendant, is supposed to be a sign of like a classy establishment, right? But it just makes me feel weird. Yeah, it makes me feel very uncomfortable. And it is a social it's just, interaction. It's not, it's not done we... anymore. And then I have to tip the guy because I wash my hands. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, like, and that's a that's negative incentive to wash your hands, which yeah. everybody should be washing their hands. And yes. he, well, he offers and he you the hand does towel. nothing, right? He may hand you a towel. No, I mean, just to be clear. Being the dude that stands in the bathroom all day is a terrible job. Oh, it's a terrible job. Nobody wants to do that. But I mean, terrible so job. I always tip those guys, except for I hardly ever have the right denominations of cash. So but, then if I'm going to be there drinking for a long time or something, then I, I have to make either an upfront investment, which is a gamble that I'm going to be there for long enough to pay that off. If I put a 10 in the, in the or 20 <laughs> in, in, the, in the bathroom tennis jar, I'm there for the rest of the night. Like, I got to yeah. wash my hands oh, a yeah. lot. Yeah. What if or, you got guts? Or you're going to be asking him that guy for favors. Yeah, I mean, the other alternative is to, to be like, oh, man, I'm so, I'll get you on the next one, and then just never go back to that place oh, again. no. That's, that's so cool. either one is, it, it, like, it's bad. It's too much social pressure for a New hotels. difficult situation. Hotel. Hotels. That's bad. The, the Four Seasons downtown is my... 
my like Powell Union Square secret bathroom. Mm, you know, I, I I've still not fully understood why America has not embraced Japanese bathroom style of everybody gets their like own squat stall. Toilets? No, no, no. Everybody oh. gets because the, 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 the squat toilets are not all over. That's only in like kind of older Japan. Okay. Everybody, everybody gets their own stall, and there's always some kind of audio playing. Oh, like it's nice. audio makes a really it's it makes it so much more comfortable because you have to like you, you don't have to be self conscious. How are we talking about bathroom? Well, it's it's Octobercast. It's what we yeah. do. Uh, I was it's, in the, it's so much more comfortable and free. Now all the stalls fully divided. Is it not all of them? But like, they, they really try to. Yeah, okay. I was in I mean, uh, New York City recently, and I thought a nice touch. I don't know if it's all over, but it certainly is in like the at JFK. All the urinals have the little fly that you get to aim yes. at, which I thought was quite I nice. I never understood that. What is that? Well, so, I mean, you know, usually physics. if there's a fly on the urinal, you like to try and get it. That's with your optimal. Uh, this is my bounce. very first website. My first website was to go around and take pictures, this was before phone cams, of the insides of urinals so that you could look at the many. There's, there's ultimate product diversity in urinal design. There's hundreds of urinal designs, <laughs> and they all have a different ultimate aim spot. I'm pretty from sure. Are you sure you want to be admitting this. to this? Yeah, it's like, oh, this is actually. I'm pretty sure MythBusters have tested this. That the, where, where the fly is based on the average like stream, um, stream strength and, strength and volume. Stream. That is the bounce is least uh, right. The minimal splash. The, the reason it's there is a design thing. They put it there because if there's a fly in the urinal, because they know you will instinctively just aim have at you, it. And now, have you guys ever seen a urinal where the fly has been like worn down by oh, years of use? Oh, that's not good. I have never seen it. No, I, I mean, I, every time I see the fly, I'm wondering like how many times, how many dudes is it going to take? Think it would take? I think that's a two hundred years. Test. That's like two hundred years from now. We need more advanced. Like we need the moving years. fly. <laughs> but that would be that would be a sign of a successful. Fly, and then the, the mark that of people a, have been. No, the sign of a successful fly is the clean floor. Yeah, right, no around splashback. No, nobody. The the thing that amazes me is the is the ice in the urinal. I, there's there was a bar in the in in the Richmond that we used to go to to watch football games that literally like the, they just dumped the spare ice from the from the bar thing in the urinal at the end of the day, and it's a very brisk, refreshing experience. Why yeah, because it's just you. You go up there. You, you're going to the restroom. You get to make a hole in the ice, which is fun to begin. You are with, melting the ice. Because you're melting the ice, and the whole area around the urinal is cool as a result of the ice. But is it like it's not misty? cold? No, there's no misting. There's no spray back off of it. The uh, the whole ice absorbs the splash, which is nice. It's probably incredibly wasteful because if you think about the energy cost and the yeah. water that you use to make the ice, there are much better things you could do with it than dump it in the urinal. Um, but but I always thought that was a nice touch, you know. Uh, which we also had the opposite of that for a long time. Sushi Groove, they plumbed the toilets wrong, and they had hot water in the toilets. The one down at the market. Good. So you would you'd be you know you'd, maybe you had a couple of drinks because we used to live down the street from there and would go have sushi and then stumble back to the sushi house. Sushi Groove. Yeah, it's a, it was a place that was really popular about ten years ago. Okay. So that, I, I don't trust. I was living in New York then, so I apologize. Oh, yeah. sushi, oh. sushi Groove sounds like trying to be too hip, but not authentic. Um, no, it was called that because they had a DJ every night. I think is why they called it sushi. I like, stand by my trying to you know, your, your, your initial <laughs> assessment is probably correct, um, but it was the local. It was I lived in the neighborhood, so it was the local sushi place, um, and it was the place where you go and the the like the the waitress knows the waitresses all know you and like as a result you drink entirely too much sushi uh, sake on Tuesday night and you know mistakes were made. But they had the toilets plumbed backwards, so there was hot water. And you're standing there, and it's just a fucking oven coming off there. It's a horrible experience. Nobody wants that when you're trying to go to the restroom. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, the weather is really cold out. 
It doesn't. We're in San Francisco. It doesn't. It gets, it gets a little cold. Uh, a little cold, but not cold. It was inside. the The building was heated, so you were never in a situation where you're a coming heated straight building. From the, eh? Yes, it's interesting, and I think they probably had insulation as well. So, uh, Ryan Block, how are you doing? I'm days? doing well. How are you guys doing? We're we're pretty tired. We're, I mean, well, as, as, I know the, I know you, the you answer. Were warned. To that. I don't know I what, how we seem to you, but on the inside, I trust you. You, it's, it's you, not seem, a you seem, uh, you seem like your your normal, wonderful, handsome selves, except a little, a little sleepy. Maybe a little punchy. A little, a little, a little prone to going off on the tangents. Uh, oh well, the, I mean, no, that, that, is, that is our normal, uh, normal. <laughs> that mode. is true. We just but, maybe in a heightened way yes. this time. One of the things we learned, it's even randomer, is that you tangent. you don't have. You lose the ability to pick up basic social skills, social cues from other people. Yeah, like you kind of I'm bored, or yeah. can we? T- can I can't we talk believe you just said that. Or yeah, because, we, totally. We had yeah. a because you, know, you already had this conversation. Well, we've had a conversation, but there's more. It. There's what, plenty. What's of, your take on it? We 24 hours. We can repeat stuff. It's so, totally yeah. fine. First of all, I find it amazing that we need sleep, right? At all. It's just it's kind of wild when you think about it. Like we're we're these animals, and we have to shut our eyes. And turn our brains off for a third of our lives. It seems like an evolutionary disadvantage. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's like, what's the point? Uh, I, I really, I don't, I don't well, quite I like. Mean, we're capable of doing all the things we need to do. It makes sense to me that you conscious. need you need time to regenerate stuff, right? Well, we've done. There's been a lot of research into this because, of course, the military is super interested in the the ability to remove the need for sleep from soldiers. It gives yeah, you a absolutely. big advantage and stuff like that. Um, there's a couple of competing theories, and the one that I like best is the. Sleep gives you time for your brain to kind of like it, it's like there's a constant buffer of waste products building up in in your in your brain, uh, you know neurochemicals and stuff like that. And sleep gives you time to kind of bring those levels back down to zero. So right now our brains are super polluted, judging That's by the, the fact buzz that we've been well, I mean, for, well, your uh, your brains hours. are all pretty polluted. I, I live a relatively clean life these days. Clean it's living, shocking. Yeah, but I, I'm old and I, I I don't drink too much or do anything bad anymore. What, Will has a, a baby it, on the way. Yeah, and and I congratulations in order Mas- for you guys. Yeah, yeah, the last time I saw you, you yeah. were a, a a bachelor, a single and now you're a married man. I wouldn't exactly have called well, not necessarily a bachelor, <laughs> but now, but you know, you've, you've single man. You put a ring on it. I was I was filing taxes as a single as a single individual, individual. Yes. and so, now. So the wedding band, yes, is a is a distinctive, is something that everyone has to make a choice about. Yes, and I'm you're you're still in the phase where you're handling it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like it's, a weird I, thing I, to have on your yeah, I, I don't wear anything on yeah. my body. I don't, no watches. I don't like no watches. Just clothes and glasses. You carry a phone. Like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't have any like things on my on my person. I'm, I'm I don't the have, same way. I don't have bracelets. I don't have no puka you know, shells. Accessories. Yeah, no necklaces. Um, okay. Um, you know, my nethers. Let's not talk about that. We're but, good. We're yeah. Family. Otherwise, no piercings. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't have things on my body. So it's, it's very weird to me to have tattoos. Anything, any of that stuff, or are you, uh, I, you're I, a, a, not, play, a blank canvas at this it's, point. It's not that I wouldn't have tattoos. It's just a physical object. Okay. Uh, I just don't. It's just weird. Not okay. Yeah. So this wedding ring thing, because I, I went through this. <laughs> I had the same thing. I, I'm not a jewelry guy. I don't like watches because I don't like. I feel like. I grew up on a farm, so a watch and a ring are good ways to lose hands and or fingers. <laughs> um, when you went with the wedding ring, the band, what what were your choices? Like, what what did you go through? Like down the titanium path, you look look at like what's the metal that represents me, Ryan Block, and my my union, or did you just go and like <laughs> I, I, let's pick something cool? I, uh, 
That's a really interesting question. Uh, I still want to talk about sleep deprivation, but we can come mm. back to that. We, I'm we'll going to so put that in my up. pocket. Okay, let's the put The wedding that band up. conversation in the pocket. Because this no, is an no, intensely no, no. personal conversation. Oh, you're going to put sleep deprivation. Wait, 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 pick, pick one. It's fine. What's the longest you've gone without sleep? Uh... I don't know, maybe day and a half, something like that. It's like thirty-six hours. Yeah, I've 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 definitely tried um, fasting before. I think fasting is really does all it's kinds really, of from a food things. situation, not from sleep. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. Like if we're talking about like deprivation of like things that you need yeah. to live, I've fasted for five or six days before. That was pretty wild. Just I drinking got, water, just for just yeah, sugar just, and just stuff like that, just or water. just water. Okay. Just water. Um, yeah, I was drinking taking out. I mean, you okay. can't. You can't. You, you would die. Yeah, you die. Um, it would be very bad. Um, so I've done that. I haven't really done extent. I mean, like when you go without sleep, it's crazy how quickly your body starts to shut down. Well, the thing and, that and your like basic functions, like coordination, it's just it's ridiculous. Tell the, me about the it. thing that happens is it's it's <laughs> very difficult to 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 handle to actually stay awake through the three a.m. to like five thirty six a.m. window. That is a time that unless you are incredibly stimulated. Mentally, in some way, whether with scintillating conversation as we try to uh, uh, do on Octobercast, or actually we built Lego this year because we thought that would be maybe more fun than talking. That did to get each us other. through some um, dark times. hour and a half. Went by. It's always darkest yeah. just before the dawn, gentlemen. It's what uh, we built some Minecraft sang. Lego old, and it kept Nordic sang kept us sane um, briefly. And uh, yeah, so so you you really just like you want to shut down, and even if it's just for an hour or two, close your eyes. Um, the longest I stayed awake was when I, a friend of mine and I drove back from Arizona. He lived in Arizona and, and we needed to get back to register for school. So I'm so old that when, I, when we registered for college, we had to take a piece of paper that we filled out with a pencil. And, and we went to the different stations to register for classes by different departments in the gymnasium of the university. Oh, nice. And like there wasn't the vax. This was, we, we did this for one year and then they brought on a vax-based class registration system so you could dial into the vax with your 2400 baud modem and and register that way or do the card thing if, if you weren't cool with the computers um and and the 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 like we had to drive from phoenix arizona to to knoxville tennessee and we had i think 32 hours because we were supposed to leave a day earlier and we ended up being really and having terrible hangovers and it's not a good you don't want to start a 2200 mile drive with a bad hangover <laughs> so we were just Those like the most know, interesting drives of all if we just don't stop then we can do this in one one shot we just have to sleep and drive and sleep and drive it'll be easy no problem this is a really really dumb idea um and about four hours into the drive leaving arizona in august or early september the the wire between his car cd changer and the head unit uh, burnt through because it was it was hot. It melted. There was a short, so the CD changer stopped, and we the only tape we had was U2's Joshua Tree. <laughs> oh my god! So driving through New Mexico and Texas at like one o'clock in the morning, all you have are like numbers stations and Navajo chanting stations and crazy scary conservatives. Like talk radio, and then that the would fucking be Joshua very Tree. Stimulating, I think to listen to. I mean, I, nothing would get my blood pressure up more. The well, so that that worked for a while, but then then you just you max rage, you hit peak rage, <laughs> and you have to find something else to do. So we put the Joshua Tree on, and I'm going to tell you, you can really only listen to the where the streets have no name so many times before anything is better. So. I, I drove – I had the leg from like like Albuquerque to o- Oklahoma City maybe, which is eight hours. Um, 
And hey, we have burgers here, guys, if somebody wants to tap out. Wonderful. Um, I'm going to go get a burger. That's a great idea. And, and at one point, I was like, it's straight. So like, you kind of nod off for a little bit. It's totally fine. As the sun comes up. Pro tip, not fine. This is not, not a good way <laughs> to do this. The sun was coming up, and I just was like, I got to get some coffee. So I pulled off and went to a McDonald's and got, this was in 1994, 95 probably. So McDonald's was a valid coffee source back then. Uh, and got coffee and a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit and watched the sunrise in Oklahoma City. And then we drove another 20 hours. And we went and registered for class. And then we had like two days before classes started. So we drove another two hours up to a friend's lake house. And then stayed up all night there. So it was like a 42-hour day or 51-hour day or something like that. All told. It was, it was and, and real when you, bad. And when you slept, how many hours consecutive? Like 12, maybe 14 because we had to drive back to go to school. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, it was – It was. Um, but it wasn't one of those things where you like go to sleep and then you wake up and you're super rested. It was one of those things where you wake up and, you, and you're like, why am I awake? I should go back to sleep for another 12 or 14 hours. And then no. – I think I think yeah. one of the things that you probably had going for you at the time that you do not have going for you here is that you could roll down the window and get some air, nice cool air. Well, maybe okay. not that cool. I, I, I don't want this. It's Arizona. You but you know, like, no, it was uh, it was 123 degrees. Oh, okay. when we well, left. Well, I was going to say like I did actually I didn't account for how warm it would be in here under the lights. Is and, it in warm in here? It's pretty warm. We yeah. had the air conditioning I mean, set on like 64. I'm, I'm not uncomfortable, but like if I was here for 12 hours, I would definitely feel very For us we had to go through the night being pretty cold. Yeah, we so intentionally made it bouncing. real cold in the night. So That's good. That's a smart idea. That's um, way to do it. But I I'm going to go ahead and say the thing like there is a feeling of real relief and awe and and like a, a happiness to be alive when you when we pull the curtain back and I was like oh it's getting light out this is this is this we is an exciting it. moment Cross for all threshold. of us yes we've gotten through no I mean I don't mean driving across I mean this morning yeah, no, like, I, know, I know looking out the window and be like hey this the sun is still there it's Saturday and and there's gonna be a baseball game tonight and there's a world that is living out there it's not just confined to crazy people who are calling <laughs> us on the internet from Europe at three o'clock in the morning our time. Thank you guys for calling at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, again, if you're just checking in, we're here with Ryan Block. We're talking about sleep deprivation. If you want to contribute to the Octobercast cause, the address is tested.com slash donate. There's a thing at the bottom where you can put in some. By the way, we're up to, uh, um, on the ticker, 17,300. We had our HP and wow. uh, wow. uh, contribution. 17,392. It's ticking up. You guys are killing it. What was this, a Costa Rican? Uh, it was a Costa Rican. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name. It was okay. kind of ridiculous. It's, but it's, it's a, a great Costa Rican single origin. It's lovely. Pretty, yeah. pretty well balanced. Yeah, and, yeah, and so uh, lovely. Well, so did the guys, do they, do they, are you a, a regular enough at um, Side Class there, yeah. that like, you, you get the, the special customer treatment? or The, the comped coffees occasionally? No, no, I don't, I'm not talking about the comp. I'm just like the, the special care paid on the poor. Because, you know, you, you do the pours, and you can do a fast pour. The, the coffee's okay, or you can kind of pay special, not get too close to the edges, and you know, and and there's a better, there are better and worse pours. Um, well, they have a lot of different people there, and today they had some baristas there who I didn't know. Uh, but let me put it this way: I left 20 minutes early to get these coffees mm-hmm. because if you want a nice pour over, that's yeah. about how long it takes, and that's special. how long it took. So okay. I got here pretty much right on time. You, yeah, you, you nailed. It. We're we're running a few minutes behind as as these things kind of go over. 24 hours. We run a reasonably tight. Sh- sh- no, not at all. But um, so I want uh, one one other thing on sleep deprivation. That I thought was really interesting yes. was um, in this research that has been done around how to deal with sleep. Um, there are already some uh, some drugs out there that try to help circumvent the 
the negative effects of sleep deprivation. So there's things like Provigil, which is a, a drug that um, kind of helps with some of that stuff. Man, we I, should have, totally should have gotten some of that. That seems like a yeah, great idea. Yeah. Just offset the negative effects, or do they actually well, um, what, add what, the positive effects? I don't know if it actually adds the positive effects, but one of the things I'd read um, a couple years ago was that um, scientists have been able to isolate the 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 reaction that happens in your brain, uh, the chemicals that are secreted when you actually do sleep, and so if you're able to synthesize those chemicals, you could essentially synthesize the effect and get them across the blood brain barrier and all. I mean, there's a yeah. there's significant challenges to this. Not like yeah, you can just so take a pill, so probably. they they've been working on these like synthetic brain sleep chemical uh, things to basically like where the effect would be like. Feeling a little tired, you, you take a pill and you just feel like you woke up after it. You don't feel like cracked out. You don't feel like uh, like super hyper or caffeinated or anything like that. You just feel like you just woke up, like refreshed and good to go. So it fresh. seems like you would take that deal. If someone offered you a pill, you take one pill a day and you just you don't need to sleep, but no ill effects. You you would you would go for that, or you sleep one yeah, day a month. Sure, like yeah. you're, you're. It would be nice to sleep optionally. I think because you know it's like. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's nice to like sleep nice and chill out, yeah, and like relax, nice yeah. But take a, a take a little nap or whatever. But if I if I had the option to uh, to to just not sleep anymore, just my body would be just get an extra totally eight hours a day. Worth control yeah. exactly how much sleep you had without feeling groggy afterwards. Yeah, sure. Well, who wouldn't take that? It would. I mean, that would be great. I, you know, I worry that you get into a situation there where it's it's like, um, what was the movie with uh, with Julia? What was it, Awakenings or something like that? Where you may know that's a, that's about Parkinson's or or Elba. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I worry that there would be some sort of horrible unintended side effect ten years down the line that you don't know about. No, where you like ta- realize you have. We're saying hypothetically. This is a hypothetical. Yeah, oh. hypothetically, no, there's, there's no, no, there's no. no yeah, it's like we just we're a hundred percent sure. Cure, yeah, we just cure yeah, we totally for sleep. That. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you do it? Like now, you, bear in mind, you, you effectively get a third of your life back. Sleep. So that's just you time. Well, maybe maybe not everyone else, but the other, the a, I think that you have a club of all the other people that don't sleep. Like, you go and do something think, super cool think, with I no sleepers. I think if you could, like, reprogram the human genome to just not require sleep anymore, within one or two generations, it will just seem antiquated. It will just seem like this biological function that no longer makes Only sense. Only the oldies sleep? need yeah. entire new infrastructure to sustain oh, sure. activity I, know, I feel like there's something fundamental to it. Like, you take that away... And life just becomes becomes this completely unbroken stream of consciousness. I, I think you would go crazy. I I, I wonder. You, I think you need that. Well, I think break. you're I think you're assuming that you would have to be working for you know twice the amount of time. Or so you're saying you it's sixteen extra. hour days. You I think you could just take that time for yourself. Just well, well, I think what Gary's saying. We are already, the evenings. That yourself. sleep allows a psychological person. reset, not just the physiological benefits. No, I'm saying even if even the, if the eight hours is your own to do with as you wish. Yeah, the, I think you'd still. There's there's a fundamental need to, to switch off and turn back on to have that power down and well Gary you can you can sleep if you want to okay you can you can, you can just go ahead and take it and you can go around and do whatever nefarious activities you're doing while I'm asleep <laughs> yeah I don't like the sound of it I feel like you'd be up to no good but that would be what if what if you I'll, use this I'd be, I'd be waiting for you to sleep and then I would come over here I mean you, just you stand you, over when, and watch him sleep when you put it as you do when you talk about it being a third of your life. What's that? When, when you put it as you did earlier, you talk about being yeah. a, a third of your life yes. and that adding up. That that does give you pause. Yeah, you spend basically a third of your life asleep. But, uh, without any ill consequences, wild. I would choose to work at night and then have the day to everyone. Sure. I, think I everyone could totally have worked my way through my backlog of video games by now. <laughs> think of how productive I could have been. I could imagine, be imagine, all the, imagine all the books you could read, all the movies you could no, watch. No, not so much. 
All the video games you could play. All the big car Gary could watch. All of the podcasts you could cast. All the 24-hour podcasts. All of the pods you could cast. But then it wouldn't be heroic anymore because it would just be expected that you'd be able to do that standing on your head. Oh, yeah. That's true. Well, that's that's what would be heroic. You would actually have to do it standing on your head. Uh, That's bad for circulation. No, you could could start depriving yourself of other things like food. And then you could do a, you know, two-week podcast where you fast, drinking nothing but water, and see all kinds of the crazy... Could we drink our own urine? (laughs) Is that something only, that would be allowed? Only after, immediately after secretion, because that's when it's still sterile. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to let it. You don't sit. want to let that. No, no, once it gets to smell, that's bad for you. Yeah. Well, it smells immediately. Well, it depends on what you're eating, I guess. Yes. Um, can you can you smell asparagus? Yes, and you know, there's a lot of questions about that too. Can you can you smell asparagus? Yeah, absolutely. Gary, can I smell? I mean, in general, or right now? No, asparagus in in pee. Urine. Um, I don't eat asparagus, and I don't smell other people's pee, so I. I don't know, but I feel you like never, I probably... You've never had asparagus? No, I don't like it. Like, like even just like a little... How do you like, know you don't like it if you've never had it? I had it one time, and whether or not I smelled my pee on that okay. occasion, I don't recall. Do, do, this, do this for us. Okay. Um, go have like a salad. Just have like, you know, some small shaved bit of asparagus in okay. there. It's, it's a flavor that is not, you know, like... It does not take I mean, very I much asparagus to be able to smell the I have one of those things that persists the through the system. It's, uh, yeah. um, well, but the, the interesting thing about it is not everyone can smell it. It is, it is actually, there's a genetic marker associated with that. And is it that not everyone can smell it or that not everyone produces the smell no, when no, they no, eat no. asparagus? Every, everyone, produces everyone produces it, the smell? Everyone okay. smell it. Yeah. We had, a, we had a fantastic conversation with a lady about that at, at the Exploratorium a few months ago. Great. Super um, tasters. Yeah. Well, no, that was, that was, a, <laughs> that was a different conversation. <laughs> uh, but we determined that Norm is a super taster, although I question the, the, the accuracy of the results because it was self-moderated. Uh, Norm is an overachiever. It wasn't a double blind, but they counted a number of cells. Of of Papillae? Okay. Um, so let's let's uh wanna talk some tech? Right. No, I, I, let me talk let, let's talk tech in a sec. I do want to tell you the story about the ring though, because there are some interesting aspects. So yeah. um uh because I'm not a big, you know, accessory slash jewelry person, when I when yeah. I, and I'm actually gonna write an article um for the wire cutter on this. I've been Brian asked me to do this like Six months ago, and I, I've been meaning to do it, and I have I have not yet. Finished. He's going to ask you to test like thirty thousand wedding rings. No, he, he well realized. he he wanted he wanted uh, to know how to buy a ring the right way or buy you know this kind of jewelry the right way, and um and so it, for it, me, I mean it's a big like theoretically it is something you're going to wear for the rest of your life. Well, it's not in even, a very practical. It's actually way. it's not even that for me the 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 uh, the industry surrounding jewelry. Diamonds specifically, but any precious metals and gems are incredibly crooked and corrupt. Of course, artificial. Just do horrible things to the world and the people who live in the world uh, in order to sustain this industry. So, um, you know, I mean, I I don't like this is, you know, it's kind of neat to have a wedding ring, but it's, you know, it's not like a symbol that I think really means a whole lot. Um, so, you know, it's kind of a thing you do societally, but... Because I knew that we were going to do this, um, I, I sought out like um, you know, kind of ecologically. And you guys are so traditionally harvested. non-traditional. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this is all behind Veronica's back, and she didn't know. Oh, so okay. um, I worked with a company called Brilliant Earth. Um, they I don't know where they're headquartered, but they do have um, a showroom here. They work with um, only uh, sustainably um, harvested uh, gems. Okay. So. Um, the gem that I got for Veronica is actually um, uh, forged in a crucible. So it's it's uh, 
It's a diamond, but it was created by scientists. Uh, it wasn't dug out of the earth. They also have the dug out of the earth gems. Um, but th- that are that are I don't want to say sustainably, but but they're not. They're no blood diamonds. Is basically yeah. They're the not. Idea. They're not blood diamonds. So they're either um, now, pulled, like pulled. Superman's fist. Are they crushing pretty much carbon into into a diamond? When so, they do I don't know exactly how the process works, but it's it's a it's the same process that they basically been using to create um, diamonds in lab conditions for the last fifty years. And industrial diamonds. Yeah, it's it's basically industrial diamonds and the industrial diamond industry has actually gotten so much better that they can now create um, clear diamonds uh, at roughly the size that and a consumer like would want. Gem grade diamonds yeah. is the idea. The legitimacy of that diamond is, is the same as one they dig out of the, the earth. Well, the, yeah, now, I mean, the De Beers people would say otherwise, but they they're, would. they're they would. Uh, but I think I think that's I think can I, can we swear on this podcast? Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah it's a fuck uh, fest. I think, we established I think, that last year. I think that's year. fucking bullshit. I think it's totally crazy. Because what you're ultimately talking about is a lump of crystallized carbon. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all a diamond is. So what you actually get uh, in when you dig a diamond out of the ground is a lump of crystallized carbon that has all kinds of other chemicals and flaws in it. So in many cases, the thing that you get from a, you know, a lab-forged crucible diamond is actually going to be more pure. Um, because they know what what the uh, the you know the chemical impurities are. And a lot of times, it's something like uh, I think it was like rhodium or palladium or something like that. It's something that comes off of like the um, the inner surface of the crucible. And also, and, I might imagine that for a couple like yourself and Veronica, like a diamond made by scientists using science. That was actually part. Really of, cool. That was actually part of the story that like I wanted to tell her is like you know I I didn't want to just like go get some like you know thing that. Uh, some you know unfortunate African child might have gotten his hand chopped off in the process of uh, digging yeah, out of the ground. I, I mean, want to like this is like this is awesome. Like a scientist made this thing from nothing. Like he took this carbon and he took turned a it into a diamond. Lead. Yeah, I mean that's that's I mean, pretty amazing. It's alchemy. That's pretty amazing. No, it's science. Alchemy is a completely different thing. Alchemy He's got a point. Is what we called is what we called it before we Al- knew it was science. Alchemy. <laughs> what started as alchemy became science when the royal when your your forefathers in the royal academy uh, uh, began applying rational principles to what was previously a effort to turn non precious metals into precious metals, and they did all sorts of other stupid stuff like drink mercury and. Uh, you know uh, things that ended up with with probably horrible birth defects down uh, through generations of English children. So okay, so anyways, yeah. Um, the the thing, the one that I got for Veronica, it's you know it's got all, like the all the diamond certification, all that crap. Um, but it was you know the the moral of the story, if there's a moral, and I think the moral is morality, which is you know working with a company that does this sustainably, um, uh, do that. Please, yeah. if you're if you're ever thinking about buying or this kind of stuff, do that. If you if you want if you're if you're hung up on the 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 seventy year olds now seventy or eighty year old story of the diamond is the symbol of of love and engagement, then don't go buy something go buy something that's old rather than something that is that is a fresh pulled out of the ground diamond. Buy something that's, that's been out of the ground for eighty hundred years. You can go that way too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's don't worry. There's plenty of people getting divorced all the time, and there's plenty of people <laughs> dying all the time, and most of the time that frees up the gemstone. And and I mean, there's. But I like the science well, the, stuff. There, the there's, some, there's some interesting. This, this diamond was forged for you. That's yeah. kind of romantic in its own way. I mean, yeah, it, that's cool. the next there's best some, thing to going to the and yeah. digging it out yourself. People, people have this idea man. that the diamonds are like indestructible. They're not. You can scratch a diamond. You can whack it with a hammer, and it'll crack. Yeah, yeah. Like so, else. so like a used diamond will actually like it will show flaws and wear, and so yeah. you may you may choose not to do that. It depends, but um, you know, depending on you know what what it is, what you what you're trying <laughs> to accomplish, and all that stuff. There there are a lot of options out there now. 
um, I think there's there's really no excuse to to go out and to uh, to get a gem that uh, is of dubious origin. If you go to like a De Beers, like you know that's that's wrong. It's just it's just wrong to do. Even though they claim uh, that you know they they've really cleaned up. There are the better options available. It's there's almost no way to be able. to I don't track think you can ever really take their word for it that the, the provenance of this diamond you, is. is I've is done cool. I've done like a lot of research on this over the past few months, and partly because I was you know in the market, and partly because I was writing this piece for the wire cutter. And if you if if you kind of dig into not only the uh, the origins of the De Beers company and you know the basically the slave labor that they've grown around the world, uh, especially in Africa over the last you know hundred plus years uh, in the diamond market, it's pretty it's pretty wild. Anyway, uh, hi. So, so this, how did you this, end up this, with what? You, yes, this one. Um, this is actually made of palladium. Okay. Um, it came from uh, recycled electronics and uh, other palladium rings. And so it's kind of like a to- it's a toxic material. If in, I, in I dust form, it, you're not supposed oh. to machine it. And then maybe because of fire hazards, I can't remember. But like when you do, when you learn to lay the use a lathe and mill, they one of the things they say is don't use palladium, don't use a couple what of other materials. What is that? What fucking bring down? I, like you show someone who's wedding ring, no, 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 you tell no, no, them it's a toxic no, 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 fire. No, no, what, I, what I'd heard is actually with palladium that um, if if it is uh, essentially vapor, if it's like you know in in uh, extremely fine dust right. or like almost vapor, that it could. When um, mixed with oxygen, it could uh, ignite. So I think that I think that's the reason you don't. So that's I, don't, the, I don't know if it's the toxic part, but they I don't tell you why you can't do stuff. They just okay. tell you not to do things. Yes. And but the thing is, it, like like magnesium, it's perfectly safe in block form. I mean, you can hold uh, your laptop frame. Well, not that one, but the the surface frame over there is made of magnesium. It's perfectly safe until you start shaving off little pieces and spark it, and then <laughs> big fire. Right. So yeah, it's a cool metal. It's yes. the upshot. Uh, yeah. So, the, but uh, the, the the thing that I liked about this was that it was uh, the metal was collected from other palladium jewelry that was recycled, and then also electronics. So this this ring is actually made out of old. So is that it's something that they do specifically? Like they find electronics and then I think it's just you know when when you're looking for uh, reasonably large quantities of any precious metal, yeah. um, there's so many precious metals used in electronics. That's a great place to harvest from. Isn't that the harvesting also sometimes depends on where you harvest. Yeah. Um, if you know you're getting from dubious sources in China um, or you know Southeast Asia, where you know it's a lot of children who are yeah. you know in these incredibly toxic environments. Uh, Pulling these thing, pulling these metals out by hand, and and doing horrible, horrible things to their lungs. Um, yeah, that's not good. Um, these guys, you know, they're they're pretty well known for being uh, very ecologically friendly. Palladium is among the kind of the the metals in the middle part of the periodic table that we're probably going to go diving in landfills in the United States and around the world to go fish out in another forty or fifty years. I can't remember how rare palladium is on the chart. Like there's a there's a really cool yeah, periodic table that tells you the the it's a it's an illustration that shows you the relative um, uh, relative availability of all the different kind of rare earths, and and um, some of them are super common, some of them not so much. Um, but yeah, there's the theory is that we'll, we'll yeah, we're going to be running out of all kinds of uh, elements in, well, or in asteroids. The next 50 years. Well, like it's helium, a, helium yeah. is supposed to. We're supposed to run out of helium. Like it was like next twenty, thirty years, so something like that. He, the helium controversy is really super interesting because on one hand, there's a bunch of scientists who say, "Look, we're not going to be able to do fusion and stuff like that because we can't chill things without helium." And on the other hand, there's the balloon lobby that says, "Look, we only use leftover helium. Ours isn't. It's not pure enough to use." And and it's 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 um like I my initial reaction is that the scientists are probably you know the the guys that have the real information here. And that the guys selling balloons, you know, canisters of helium <laughs> for balloons at Costco for ten dollars, 
I like may the, not I like be the on the idea right of side a balloon here. lobby. There's there's a balloon lobbyist association. They have a whole page devoted to fighting the fud of the of the anti helium crowd. Right. So do you think their offices are just like stocked full of uh, of like balloon I gotta, animals? I gotta think it's like, the happiest place on yeah. earth. I mean. Like that, the guy, this guy's walking around with wool sweaters with stuff right. stuck Everyone to his like high pitch voice. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Joey makes a valid point. We haven't talked about this. In a Good while. reminder: if you would like to uh, donate to Child's Play, the the easiest way to do it and give us credit on Octobercast. Not that we get anything for that, other than the knowledge that we aren't suffering in vain, is to go to tester.com slash donate, uh, uh, hit the chip in widget down at the bottom of the page. And that money goes straight into the PayPal account of Child's Play, which is their preferred way to receive cash donations. And, and, uh, one of the nice things about Child's Play is that they do, uh, incredibly low overhead. Uh, very little of their money goes to things like, uh, salary. I don't think they use any money for salaries. It's all used to, like, ship toys, uh, around the world. Yeah, they're very efficient uh, organization. Hospitals. Which is one of the things we like about them. So, um, yeah, what else is going on? So, you saw the iPad Mini this week. I did. Yes. This is a topic. This is topical. Now, you get invited to these Apple events. These guys You're don't. What, what, this what, in, are these, what do these guys need to do to, to get rate. the invite that you get? Oh boy. Because I think these guys it's feel really a bit like, a bit hurt every time that that the Apple uh, you know, postcard doesn't show up all, in their you mailbox. You can't be hurt because no, um, they numerically they invite fewer people than they you know like of the publications out there in the world uh they invite fewer than they don't so yeah I, like it's not a hurt feelings thing and i actually like the only thing i regret about not going to the events because we used to go as part of max pc is that there's like a two-week period where the only time people have actually had physical contact with these devices is at the press event and and like I, well, some, other, some publications, so, not uh, all. That's a that's another tier up the, yes. the Apple ladder. I yeah. also have a question: um, when, when you're at the event, people clapping were they were any of them journalists? You think? Um, Without naming, they're yeah. very they're very few people I think who are journalists who do that. I so actually they, um they're 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 known to be um, Apple employees who sit in the audience and and clap for that stuff and partners uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, because yeah, uh, but I mean, I think it's I think it's really led uh, by by Apple employees who um, who actually have just like guest badges. Um, I don't think that they're, oh, they're partners. Right. And um, I had the misfortune of being seated next to one of them oh, um, no. two events ago at the at the iPhone five event. Mm-hmm. And this guy, I swear to God, like he he was. Every like every single tiny thing that was said, he would be sitting there going, "Yeah, oh, that's so awesome! Yes, oh yeah, oh so cool!" And then he would like clap like the loudest, most obnoxious oh. clap I've ever. And I'm sitting here trying to work, and like I'm like, "Dude, come on, come on!" Yeah, like it's tough to believe. I mean, like Tim Cook is not going to fire you for not clapping like at 14 or 15 decibels. He knows, he knows, man. Do you, do you feel like that's something they take upon themselves or is the Apple culture such that that's really drilled into them that that's how they need to be reacting? Um, in- I, th- I think the Apple events team, uh, I can't, I mean, I look, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure the Apple events team, you know, they, they know how to put on an event. Um, yeah. They know how to, you know, build some buzz around these things. And part of that strategy has always been to have uh, a lot of people in there who are extremely enthusiastic about what's going on. So, so from the events that I've been to, which are all pre-tested at this point, the one thing I will say is that no one who's running a live blog or typing or taking pictures for a live blog or anything like that yeah. has any opportunity whatsoever to clap. 
Like it, w- when you are there, because in the early days of of live blogging, when Brian was figuring it out and you were figuring it out at the same time, on, on, on mm, uh, I'd in, already in, figured it out. You'd already figured it out. But <laughs> Brian was like, "We got to figure out how to get pictures. They, those assholes have pictures now. We got <laughs> we got to figure out how to get pictures." And so we were sitting there, and we, like we, we learned about direct drive mode with the cameras, and and the, you know that was Brian was like, "Don't take so many pictures. I can't upload them fast enough." <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, if, if the Max PC people see me helping you, I'm going to get in big trouble. You know, this is this is serious stuff here. Um, so, so like, there's no time. You're typing as fast as you can. You're trying to process. And I, I think you do a really great job of it. Um, uh, Jackie Chang, Chang from ours does a great job of kind of parsing out the important stuff, kind of taking out the rah rah aspect, which is which you have to be constantly filtering the the marketing BS from the actual the the tiny chunks of information that they dole out. Yeah. Um and it's all happening at the speed of conversation, which is which is much, much faster than the speed of typing and thinking generally. Yes. Um, um I actually so, you know, when I do these things, when I when the okay, so there's there's this uh, at a macro level, there's this really funny thing about live blogs, in my opinion. Um, I've been doing them for so long, and uh, uh, it's it's essentially a cottage industry that exists because uh, Apple doesn't really live broadcast its events. And whenever they live broadcast the events, um, tra- just, live blog traffic goes down everywhere. So like oh, but you say that, but people are live blogging the presidential debates and... I mean, it, it is a thing that has spread from the world of, of technology coverage into sporting events. Like, yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it doesn't. Like, clearly, people are doing it, and you know, we still attract audience when doing it. Um, but it is orders of magnitude less audience and less traffic when there is a live stream to not a live stream. And, and did you Apple see that on this most recent occasion when they did live stream it? Apple's live stream, uh, they, they're inconsistent. They've done it maybe three, four times over the last, uh, say, four years. And every time they do it, you know, we very consistently see a huge plummet in traffic, which well, is fine. I don't really care. I don't do it for traffic. Um, I do it, you know, kind of almost as a marketing well, tool. And for, it's fun. Gadget. Yeah, and it's fine. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it uh, immensely doing it. Um, but it's fun. It's it's amusing to me how this thing that um, was such a huge reputation builder for tech blogs back in the day is now this cottage industry that exists almost solely because Apple does not consistently live uh, stream their events. So and has spread beyond just Apple. Yes, it has. You know, the live blog format was uh, didn't really exist before tech blogs. Um, you know, or I guess well, I people say tech posted some stuff in Blogger in some of the early. I think some of the two thousand presidential uh, debates. There was there was some there was some proto live blogging kind of happening then, but the whole format of the like the time stamped here's what he said here's what i think or just here's what i th- here, here's a snark i mean it's like live snark is because some, uh, some of the early stuff started is um you see more came of the out of the, the the like the, the iphone i mean i, I feel uh, like we're one step uh, away from from dial like groups on these live on these <laughs> apple announcements right when you actually see how people are responding to oh the yeah. price look it dipped when he announced the yeah. price it's funny, you, can, you can actually see that in the traffic too. Depending on what they're announcing, sometimes you'll see like people start to drop off. So and that then, Mac like, Mini was when, when they hear that Pete, like something cool is about to get get announced, they'll come back to the site, and you'll mm. see the traffic go. You can actually see the traffic go up and down, like the stock, depending on what they're <laughs> announcing. It's pretty funny how like people are just you know they they the moment they're sli- even slightly disinterested in something, you see it you know on the graph. God, I don't what are your goals when show. you when you live blog? Not in terms of like marketing for a gadget, but like when you're actually doing it, 
like what is in your head well so i like to do it where i've got like a proper so we have like the whole team is on standby at gadget because even though um the live blog itself is just kind of the stream of updates and stuff like that we have to have people who are um, putting products into our product database as they're getting announced and like people who are making sure the links are getting out on twitter and stuff like that so everybody comes on deck you know all of our engineering team is there to make sure the site stays up and and all that stuff um now, when I actually do the live coverage, I really like to have other people there with me. So I like to have uh, a photographer whose only job is just to photograph the stuff. I like to have um, another writer if I can. I mean, it would be like it would be nice if every time I did one of these things, I had myself and two other people. Yeah, the reality is Apple rarely uh, lets publications bring that many people. So I wind up more and more frequently. Uh, doing it completely alone. So that means I have to take photos and cover everything and communicate with the team um, and post links. It's just this enormous, overwhelming amount of stuff that I have to do all at the same time. It's and all the, and your list and even while you're taking the photos and posting the links, you're still listening. Yeah, I'm still having the, to like for like the, take the nugget of information. information. Yeah, you, the, so, when they play those videos, it's awesome because it gives you three yeah, gives minutes you, to catch up. And, it, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one of the things that um, I actually did a little differently this week uh, with this week's coverage and and I kind of talked about it at the beginning of the coverage for people who were there um, earlier in the morning the people who didn't come in an hour in you know just to see what the the iPad was going to be or whatever um, was that you know it's not fun it's not fun for I I do this mostly for fun so it's not fun for me to have to do all those things Um, and it's not really necessary either there's so many amazing sites who are out there who actually have many seats you know, who have the number of people necessary to, like, do, like, live transcription and stuff like that. Um, and, and constant stream of pictures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I told everybody, I was like, look, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. Like, I'm assuming most people are probably coming to Gadget, not because uh, they want to see me live transcribe this thing, but because they want, you know, Prime Block's take on this stuff. Uh, otherwise, you can go any number of other places to get, you know, really great coverage. So assuming that, uh, I was like, look, I'm just, I'm going to focus on commentary this time. I'm just going to, all I'm going to do is I'm just going to give my opinion on this stuff as it's happening. I'll, you know, I'll talk like as it, as a thing gets announced, you know, I will mention that, right? Like mm-hmm. iPad mini, like, of course I'm going to say that, but I'm going to really focus on not trying to get everything that they're saying down onto the, onto the site, but instead, you know, getting it there and then reacting to it and talking about it, putting it in context and, um, you know, doing, I think, what, like, you know, the best announcers do, um, which is not necessarily describing every single detail. Right. Um, we don't need to know what color pants Tim Cook is wearing. Yeah, what it's, we need just, to know is it's that, just not interesting. And there's so many other good places yeah. to go for that. Do you, so, do you think if Schiller's... I'm, I'm changing it a little bit. Do you think if Schiller's hand wasn't us. big enough to hold the iPad in one hand, they would have broken his fingers and done that thing where they make him a little bit longer <laughs> over a period of six months if he, like, had to, he had to grip it it's, more? It's not that hard to hold. So you... Always, so this is interesting. So... In being there, you got to go hands-on with these mm-hmm. these devices. What so? What's your hands-on? What do you think about the mini? It's great. I mean, it is. It's a great product. Uh, it feels solid. It feels. Um, it's really nice. I mean, it's is in that size tablet range. I've used so many different seven-ish inch tablets. I mean, it definitely feels like the nicest, most well-built one. Do you feel like Apple would have identified a need for this kind of middle-sized thing on their own? Or is this purely just reactive to what Google and and Amazon are doing with the smaller sizes? Um, You know, it's kind of hard to say. Uh, You know, there's it's 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 difficult to say what Apple would do in a different world where its competition, you know, didn't do one thing. Um, 
I mean, it doesn't feel like uh, there are any unreasonable trade-offs to it. So, uh, I mean, they're if, not if making you, a 16 by 9 screen or anything crazy like that. They're they're basically sticking to the core product vision for the iPad. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's just it's, smaller it, and lighter and exactly. It, if you, I mean, it does it does to me feel like um, it answers a lot of issues I have with my iPad um, currently, which is you know like I want to be able to use it like on the train sometimes, or mm-hmm. I you know I want to be able to. Um, you know, kind of like lay down and like, you know, just kind of read something, you know, short or whatever. Like a big proper iPad is a great experience, but it's, it can be a little unwieldy and it doesn't go everywhere. Um, Size and weight, you're saying? Yeah. Do you think, um, portability? I mean, obviously, there's not a whole lot of room in the world for fourth or fifth screens, depending on how you're counting. I mean, this is, this is a, yeah, this is probably an either or situation. For, for most people, right? You either get it's, the big yeah, one or you get the little one. It's hard to imagine people buying, uh, having a smartphone and then yeah. having both sizes iPad. Yeah. Um, maybe if you did not have a computer, like a proper computer at all, laptop, desktop, So the whatever. iPad is a laptop, laptop analog. Yeah, like one. maybe then, but it seems like you're going to pick one or the other. Yeah. Um, and I, I have a feeling that many people will probably pick the mini, uh, but I think the price is still... I know why the why it's priced the way it is. I don't think it's unreasonably priced. I just think that their competitors are doing really stupid things with their pricing, uh, like selling it at a loss or a break-even. Um, that is making this product, which they actually said on their earnings call this week, has a significantly lower profit margin than almost any other product they sell mm-hmm. or are going to sell. Not just because of the top of the cost curve. Yeah, but but, 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 yeah, but because like they're trying to be yes. like really aggressive with the pricing on it, and even even despite that, it's still significantly more than the competition. Um, and you know, it's because it's not the competition's guys. point. Well, they're desperately trying to gain market share by. Yeah, by I mean, it depends. It depends on your objectives and like how you're trying to sell your products. So, I mean, like, uh, look, there's clearly nothing wrong with how how Google and Amazon are doing. I mean, it's it's legal for them to do yeah. uh, for them to sell well, the products with their. And, and Amazon is 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 assuming that they're going to sell hardware at a at a at break even or, or a slight well, loss. Well, I mean, it's, it's the console move, right? They don't right. need to sell sell you the the initial machine at a at a profit right. because what they're doing is getting you to buy into. The long tail of all the software, and they can go to developers and say, "Hey, we have X amount of users, uh, but usage—that's a different story." And, and I mean, to be clear, what what Google's doing is kind of what Apple did when they were building out when they, when they started selling iPod Nanos and building up the flash market. So that, that I mean, Google is betting that they'll be able to produce a tablet that's seven inches and make a margin on it in a year or two. Uh, and that they're, it's worth the investment in, in that in building that ecosystem up uh, for them to, to, to make these kind of. Uh, I mean, but you're right. It is it is it's dangerous I mean, in your race to the for, bottom, which we've all seen. How I mean, we've we've been in the PC world for a long time, and we know how that ends. It's yeah, not I good. think I think for Google, the motivation is actually a little bit different. I don't I don't think it's that they want to make money in a couple of years. I think that they know that that'll happen. Um, some one way or another, uh, whether prices go up or you know uh, margins go up on on these on these devices, I think Google's play is, oh crap, uh, we don't have a compelling story here. We really, really need to be able to get a foothold here before it's too late. If this is the future of computing, it's really important. And Microsoft's yeah. in the same. Boat, and it's their frankly. second attempt, honestly. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so, so Google is, you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna be balls to the wall on this until uh, until they can get this foothold. And and frankly, for them, a lot of it is development. Uh, it's developers. They they need to have uh, a product platform that people actually feel compelled to write apps for. 
And, you know, the first wave of Android tablets were not that. I mean, like, you know, I was I was at the 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 event where they launched like the Zoom, Motorola Zoom, and you know, they showed like the first ten or whatever, you know, proper full size Android tablet apps and it never really went anywhere after that. So they had to kind of reboot the whole thing. Well and even still the Android like I, I, I use a Nexus seven not every every it's not constantly, but I use it on a daily basis. And I use it for email and productivity stuff, and I don't really have an app experience on that. You know, I'm using I'm using Chrome because Chrome is a great web browser, and um, I'm using Mail because I'm a Gmail user, and I'm using Calendar because I'm a Google Google Calendar user. But I'm not downloading apps from the App Store because I probably got the stuff that's new and and interesting yeah. three or four months ago on on another platform. Yeah, so they needed to put numbers on the board. They needed to be able to, to actually go out and tell developers, um, uh, hey, look, okay, we've actually sold, you know, 20 million of these things. Like, if you write an app for this, people are actually going to download Not just sold it. 20 million, but, you know, attach rate for apps. Yeah, or I mean, what, whatever story they need to tell, they had to have some kind of a story there, and they just yeah. didn't have that. And, and so that's, think I think, their now? primary motivation. Do you think they're on their way to having it now? I think they're on their way, but it, they're, they're a one-trick pony right now. I mean, they have basically one compelling tablet product, and it's at the 7-inch size. Yeah. Um, right, and the next biggest Android And the one where they control the price. And, yeah. yeah, so they've got, a, they've got a long ways to go. There's a 10 coming, though, right? Nexus 10? It's yeah, there is. Um, I mean, whether or not that will actually, you know, go anywhere right now is very, very tricky. Do you like sixteen by nine tablets? Just, uh, I mean, as a, as a, like in theory, this is a, it's a really broad question. Do we have the Surface here. Have you played around with that yet? I have played at the Surface. Uh, I have very mixed feelings on it. We're we're gonna launch our gadget score for the Surface, I think, uh, on Monday. Um, yeah, sixteen by nine. I don't know. It's uh, it's weird. It, yeah. It's, you know, I like. I, sometimes I like it, and sometimes I don't. Like, I, I, I like the Windows Seven experience on it, but I don't like reading. It forces on you it. to hold it in landscape, not portrait, and two hands on landscape. Yeah. I will say, you know, the the iPhone five, which is very close to a sixteen by nine or sixteen yeah. by ten, I really do like um, because you know you're going to be spending the vast majority of your time using it in portrait. Which means that you're just going to get a lot more of the screen real estate you need, which is you know reading and you know visibility on on uh, lists of things like on Twitter and stuff like that. But anytime you take that into uh, into landscape, then it like kind of starts to break down a little like bit. When the keyboard pops up, it's real. Yeah. It's, it's very and thin. You get, like you get yeah. such thinness. And well, I mean, it's, technically, it's not any thinner than it used to be. No, right? no, but it's it's that your usable your usable display area, your usable canvas for whatever you're looking at. Just because of the the keyboard, it's, repro- it's proportioned differently. Is, Text flow is, is yeah. hard to hard to use. It's proportioned. But so, so on, on, on a their, tablet, it, it you know all of these problems are exacerbated. So remind me, what's their rationale for sixteen by nine on the on, on, on Surface? Oh. Uh, I think it's probably got a lot to do with media consumption. Yeah, they think people watch video. Yeah, two hands charms left right. You know, thumb thumb control from um, the bezel. I, I can't believe we're already at an hour. Actually, so was that an hour? We we have talked to Ryan Block for an hour already, uh, and we need to roll over the tape. Uh, oh, we have to do our, the so, ex- exclusive live stream yeah, content. Like, so this is ex- exclusive live stream content. This is Octobercast. Oh, if you're watching us on YouTube later, I wish we Just could. I know because Lloyd is video. here, and Lloyd has thoughts about the surface too. I bet he does. I'll, I'll let him take over on that then. Oh, you're 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 punting. That's a <laughs> smart man. Uh, I'm Look, gonna, like I said, we'll. 